Hey guys, welcome back to James and John Try Podcasting. I'm James, with me is John. I'm John. <laughs> and this is episode two. And today, we you're going to learn more about us. We have 20-ish questions to go through that we got from our friends. I was about to say family, but I, I didn't get any from family. How about you, John? I don't, I don't think so, but I don't even remember who I got questions from. <laughs> i'm sure they'll feel special except for garrett <laughs> oh god uh, well we know your favorite actually i'm glad you said that because if he listens to this he used to say i hated him <laughs> so, now, <laughs> so now he has that oh if it helps garrett i also think john hates me <laughs> we're gonna start with uh question one i guess this one came from our friend Arthel, who I don't think understood the assignment, but that's fine. How's your day going? John, you want to start? Um, okay. Well, it's night. <laughs> <laughs> we just woke and, up. <laughs> right. Um, I, for, I mean, I guess I'm having a pretty good day compared to usual. I'm off. Don't have to work. Um, I'm better today. I was sick the last few days, almost a week, I would say. Nothing really to complain about. It's an okay day. I just woke up. I don't have much to say. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I also woke up uh, a couple hours ago. Working. That's what happens when we work the night shift. And I'm also off tonight, so I'm happy about that. And you know what? I'm really happy we get to record this podcast together and talk. So, you know what? This is a great day. Great day. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I'm sorry. It's an okay day right now for me. <laughs> I'm sorry that that's all you get out of me. <laughs> okay. I like you more than you like me. Got it. <laughs> uh, and just in case, uh, audio-wise, John is holding his microphone during this. So, uh, yeah. I'm hoping the audio quality will be fine. But John is also very... um. What's the word? Uh, energetic? Yeah. So for people who haven't watched any like video clips or anything, like you're only listening to the audio podcast, I move a lot. And I also have a different setup every single episode. <laughs> I haven't found a place where I can just be. Um, so yeah, it's just, it's just a problem. And I think this is going to be the easiest for me, but we'll see how it comes out. If it, if it doesn't you know, work well, then I won't do it again. Yeah. Okay, so uh, second question. How did you guys become friends? I think I put this one in. I guess I'll let you know what I remember. Okay. But we were friend <clears throat> we became friends in high school. You and me had a math class together. You were afraid of the math teacher. Uh you hid behind me. You sat behind me and hid behind me because I was a big fat piece of shit. And then you recognized me in lunch and sat down next to me and started talking to me. And then it took about a couple months before we learned each other's names. Okay. So I can jump in now, right? Yeah. All right. Uh, there's a lot. <laughs> One, I was not afraid of the math teacher. Okay. I wanted to avoid the math teacher because she wanted me to do things and I wasn't going to do them. And it was an issue. Like, you remember she would call me out every time she saw me doing literally anything. Like, 
I remember I was, <laughs> I mean, I understand in hindsight, but I remember I was reading a book <laughs> and she like stopped the class to scold me. But I was like, you put me in this class that I'm in, it's in the middle of this. I wasn't supposed to be in that class. Mm. And I, I was like, not prepared for the class. I was behind. I didn't feel like, okay, so this is my, you know, fault, but I didn't feel like trying to catch up. I was just kind of like, I'm just trying to get to the next year to like retake this class from the beginning. I'm not, I don't care about passing this class this year. Like that's, that was my, my mindset. Um, and she was frustrated because when I did put effort, clearly I started getting it. And like, I guess she was like, you could still pass this class. But I was like, I don't care. <laughs> that was my mindset, mm. you know? So I was just trying to avoid her. I wasn't scared of her. She was pretty intense, though. Like, Yes, yes. Yeah, she was pretty intense. There was intense. a day because uh, you, like, were not in school for, like, a month or two for, yeah. for whatever reason. And not for whatever reason. I was, again, this was, it was a rough time. Um, and I was just done with that school year like that's what i decided i was like i don't care about this school year i'll continue next year <laughs> um but it got to a point where i actually got um what's the word oh a truancy charge or something like oh. that like yeah like you know where you you're not doing what you're supposed to do as a minor you have to be in school right up until a right, certain right. age like where you could, or, or unless you drop out or something so they were going to expel me actually um yeah <laughs> So my mom, of course, was like, you better, you know, like, you better get your <laughs> fucking ass up and get your ass to school. So that's what, that's why I was like that though. I was just literally showing up just to show up for legal purposes, not for like any reason of like trying to get an education for the rest of that year, you know? Um, but yeah. So. Uh, but yeah, there, there was a day. So you weren't in school for like a couple weeks and then. I guess she knew like you and me were like friendly or something. She's like, where's John? I'm like, <laughs> like, I know John. But <laughs> I know of John. <laughs> I, you know, we're not that good of friends at this point in time. So I was like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> I, I see him at school. He's not at school. So yeah. I was just like, also, why do you care? You just like <laughs> you have just, like thirty other students. He's just the skinny kid I give a pop tart to every now and again. <laughs> Half a pop tart, but yeah. <laughs> um, but then also, like you said, what what was the end of what you said? Like, uh, you saw me at lunch, recognized yeah. me, sat down, talked. I don't know. You said something else that I was going to dispute. <laughs> Uh, we didn't learn each other's names till like months. Oh, in. oh yeah, yeah, you said months. Um, yeah, for me it was longer than that. You knew my name before I knew your name. That's for damn sure. <laughs> I knew your name longer than you remembered my name. Sure. Yeah, you told me your name, but I'm saying there was a point where I like literally didn't know it, but I was like, this is too long of a friendship for me to ask. <laughs> That's how I felt. <laughs> I was like, I think I might go the rest of my life without knowing this man's name, but um. I think finally, like, Arthel said it again or something. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> for the longest, I just did not say your name. Like, for so long. I think it was the next school year. Like, deep into the next school year. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm trying to remember, like, it must have been senior year when you actually came over to my house, right? It wasn't... It wasn't when well, we were what juniors. Was, I, when did I start at Coral Spring? Was that our junior year? I believe so, because... If it was, then yes. It wasn't that first school year I didn't hang out with yeah. you. It was the next school year. Right, okay. <clears throat> Where it was pretty much like you, me, Steve, yeah. Arthel. Yeah. Well, and I mean, I, I threw in like little uh things to give you my perspective on specific things you said but i guess just like the summary from like my point of view was i was the new kid i didn't want to like especially since i was like forcing myself to go to school not to actually like do anything like i didn't want to just be like someone who just literally was just like passing the time all the time just like staring off into space which is what i did in all my other classes by the way um so when I saw you at lunch, I was just like, that's literally the only face I recognize. So I was like, let me go, you know, see if he'll talk to me. I'm like, I, I, my thing is, I, I feel I can talk to anyone. So it really was just, I recognize this kid. Let me go, you know, talk to him. And then that was it. You know, I sat, I, yeah. I sat down, like, I just sat myself down, right? I think you, yeah. I think you did. Did one of these at first, like, like I raised, like, um, I don't know if you remember, I don't know if you still do it, but you would also do like a lip raise at the same time that you would do an eye raise. Do you, you don't remember this? You don't know this about yourself? You guys saying like, oh, I make a lip thing or something. Yeah. So yeah, I don't, I don't know if you do it anymore. Um, I mean, you do that, but it's kind of, it was kind of like that and people can't see this, but, but the point is you made a face where it was like, what is happening? (laughs) Um, but also you didn't like tell me to go away or anything. So we just started talking. Um, did we start like, what was the thing we started? Was it video games that we just started talking about? And then we were like, oh, that's something we have in common. Yeah, I think so. And then, uh, like. I just remember, like, I had an Xbox, you had a PlayStation. Mm-hmm. I, I was just like, oh, you must have, have played this, this, and this. And you're like, no. <laughs> like, I remember telling you about Little Big Planet and, like, oh, yeah, this thing looks so cool, blah, blah, blah. It's only on PlayStation, though, blah, blah, blah. And I think you got it. <laughs> I did, but was that one out at that specific time? I think it was coming out. There was yeah, other games so. that hadn't that had already been out that I didn't play, and you were like, "What do you even have a PlayStation for?" But um, I think that was one of the games coming out. Yeah, and and you were right; it was a great game. Yeah, but I know video games. <laughs> uh, and yeah, we just became friends, and we kept talking to each other after high school. You needed rides every now and again, and at some point I got a car, even though I fucking hated driving. Yeah. Also, we kind of had a bigger friend group after point where Arthel and Steve were like pretty constant, you know, whether we yeah. were playing video games online or just showing up at your house and knocking on your window. Or <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. <clears throat> I just remember, like, me and Steve, like, hanging out and then going, like, there was some kind of Denny's promotion. Yeah. So, I think we did, like, plan it. So, like, Steve picked me up first, and, you know, if we make plans, I set alarm clocks, I'm good to go. Even if I'm tired, I'm good to go. Then Mm. we go to your house, (laughs) knock on your door, your sister answers, and we're like, 
uh, we have plans with John, and she went to like go wake your ass up, <laughs> and you come walking out like groggy as all hell, and it's like, all right, get in the car. <laughs> yeah, uh, the that's probably for another time, but that is the point when I say now that after the fact, I realized I was depressed. You know? uh, so during that time, I was depressed and no one noticed for some reason, um, even though I was totally acting unlike myself. <laughs> but um, um, as someone, not my friends, because I was already okay. in that mode when I kind of met you guys, you know, like I was already on my downward. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, you were always tired. And then not only that, you always kind of had a job uh, like you had a job in high school, I believe. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Movie I don't co. remember if you had a job at that point or if you were just in school or something. Uh, I don't remember exactly, but you were always something. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, of course he's tired. He's doing a job. Or of course he's tired. He's at school. Uh, stuff like that. Or of course he's tired. He played all of Castle Crasher in one night, you know? Um, <laughs> Okay, that's the better excuse is like when when I would just go insane, like, but again, that I feel like that's also a sign of like a mental illness. Oh, yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah, I was like, I just need to focus on this thing so I don't think about anything else, you know? And, um, yeah, and I and I would force you guys to do it with me. (laughs) Like, remember Battlefield, um, which one was it? 1943? 42, maybe. Um, that's one. It was the remake of the 1940-whatever. Yeah. I, when it came game. out, it was a great game, but we literally did the same thing over and over because it was very simple from yes. when the game came out till the next, deep into the next day. Like, Honestly, that wasn't the worst. The worst was Borderlands. Uh, it was uh, me, Steve, and you. Um, well, it was the worst for me, too, if that counts for anything. <laughs> Well, no, the reason was, like, we were playing it, uh, I think I was getting tired, maybe Steve was getting tired, and we're like, okay, we can finish this up next time, and you're like, no, I'm never gonna pick this game up again, we gotta beat it now. And I just remember going like, what? (laughs) And then we beat the fucking game. I think we got to, like, the halfway point when we were tired, so we were like, okay, no more side quests, no, we're just gonna beeline the fucking end of this game. And it's just like, fuck you, John. <laughs> I, I didn't like it, though. <laughs> like, maybe I should have just been like, okay, but I'm not playing it anymore. I'm sorry. Yeah. And, you know, whatever. <laughs> like, but I, I, again, there's also like moments when, uh, with uh, like Left 4 Dead, like you, me, both really like that game and we played the shit out of that game. Um, and I love Left 4 Dead too. I, hated that you d- were not on board of that game as much as i was um yeah I, I, I yeah i still don't know what it was like i i always just say i think there was just something simpler about the first one that just i just had more fun what i remember was something about um i think it was the ai director being more difficult or something i don't know uh but i was like yeah that's great <laughs> Not only that, I really liked what they added, the characters. I could do a whole podcast of Left 4 Dead 2. I really could, because it's such 
I okay. <laughs> I think I know what I would put down for favorite game now. Um, okay. <laughs> We can move on to the next uh, question. Yeah, then. so that, that's pretty much how we became friends. High school, then we kept in contact. Yeah, and car. we've had moments where, you know, we didn't talk for months. Um, and then you would reach out or I would reach out. And now I try to do better. Um, I try to contact my friends once a month. That's something I do now. Um, that's a good you, rule. Maybe I should need to do that because I'm terrible. Pretty much... I've been doing that since I made friends at this job and then they abandoned me, uh, went to different, you know, departments or whatever. Uh -huh. Um, and I don't see them anymore. So I, I text them once a month. Sometimes they reach out, uh, otherwise, but I, I also have this sense in me that I'm always bothering someone <laughs> mm. whenever I reach out. So I'm like, okay, once a month, no more than that, unless I have a reason to. Uh, and that kind of bit me, that kind of bites me in the butt a little bit because people probably think I'm an antisocial piece of shit when really I crave, uh, <laughs> socializing so, so much. Uh, like there's literally one person I stopped texting because I just felt, mm, I'm just bothering her. Nah, she, there was like twice she never responded back to me. I was like, mm. and one of them was like, uh, Merry Christmas. No response back. I was like, well, that one's easy what, to respond back. What if she doesn't celebrate Christmas? No, she does. Okay. Oh, uh, when we uh, worked together, we were talking about like the holidays because I was saying like, oh, you know, uh, for Christmas and uh, New Year's, they pay double if you work here, blah, blah, blah. If you're, you know, not big into those holidays. And she was like, oh, no, I love Christmas. I, oh. Me and my family always does a big thing, blah, blah, blah. And it, you know, like, even if she sent, like, Merry Christmas, like, the d next day or something, like, whatever. It was just, like, that, and then, like, another time I tried to reach out. So I was just like, you know what? I th I honestly do think I'm just bothering her at this point. I want to be friends with her, and she just wants to be, you know, probably acquaintances as m at most. Mm -hmm. So I was just like, nah. But everyone else I've texted at some point has reached out to me to say hi. So I'm like, okay, you're friends now. I've lowered my bar. I, I don't know if you remember that, but in high school, I was just like, no, no, most people are acquaintances. And then friends are like you, Steve, uh, Arthel, you know? Yeah. I mean, I still feel that way. I just, I don't like say that, you know, but there's, okay. The way I look at it is this way. I have friends and then I have people I'm friendly with and they could easily move up into the friends category if they if like we went and did something outside of work or outside of however i you know what i mean but if we don't do that then we're just friendly you know yeah and that's a good way to look at it the reason like i say i lowered my bar is because i i think i absolutely lowered my bar but also like i will call these people friends and i'm more so doing that as a selfish action because there was definitely a dark point where i'm like I don't have friends. Like, even with, like, you, Steve, and Arthel, like, I think, like, a month or two went by, and I just, I was like, oh, no one gives a shit about me. I haven't seen <laughs> anyone. <laughs> I could be dead. Oh. <laughs> and then I was just like, no, nah, that's, that's a stupid way. They have their own lives. They're doing their own things. I should just be the one to reach out and, because, you know, I got not, nothing going in my life. I feel like more people feel like that, though. 
like yes. during the pandemic. Because oh, like, yeah, I, I, that thought has crossed my mind and, and people do reach out to me, but it's like, sometimes I feel like, I don't know. I mean, it's still, obviously it's tough for you. You live in a different state, <laughs> but it's like, I don't see anyone. You know what I mean? Like, that's how I feel. And I'm like, that's, I don't know. I don't know what that is. I mean, it's still yeah. friendship, but it's like, it just feels different. Like, especially me, like, I really like to talk to people and like, I was like the only person who would just like call people all the time. But like that, I don't know. I'm just like sick of that even. Like, it's like, I guess because the pain, like, again, like it's just been so long. I used to interact with people all the time at like Regal, even though I fucking hated, <laughs> you know, that, um, yeah. like my coworkers, at least like we became friends, you know? Um, and then now it's just like, I don't see anyone anymore. So it feels like that sometimes. Yeah. Well, I mean, so many people did things that I kind of wish I could have done with friends. Be like, hey, let's all get on Discord and do a trivia night or um, mm. fuck it. Let's just all order pizza at our own homes, get on Discord and just chat, you know, while eating And you kind of got the, I mean, like when you got us to play that game. Jackbox? Yeah. I want to do that again, but I'm just like. It's hard to get everyone. Yeah, it's kind of a miracle like, what happened the first time. I feel like now. Yeah. Well, you were <laughs> kind of const, uh, consistently getting like Thursday nights off for a little bit there. Yeah. Because um, we had people. Yeah. It's amazing when you have coworkers. <laughs> and well, the thing is, like, I mean, you don't have a set schedule. I have a set schedule, thankfully, and I can tell my job, like, hey, I can't pick up. I got plans. And if they push it, I'll be like, oh, you want to be down an overnight person? Because that would really fuck them. Uh, yeah. Thankfully, it has never gone to that point, but I, I have that in my back pocket because I'm just like, fuck this job. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's move on because we'll talk more about jobs in a little bit. Yeah. Uh, number three, do you wipe sitting down or standing up? <laughs> I feel like this is an internet question. I did not even know... This was a thing? Yeah, like, wipe, I, standing up, like, I didn't know sitting down was, like, such a serious thing. Wait, wait, so you're saying you do standing up? Yeah. Me too, that's why we're friends. I'm just, like, confused. <laughs> I feel like women would more likely wipe sitting down, like... Maybe. I don't know, it's just, okay. <laughs> Honestly, I just don't know how to like maneuver. And I, I, I always kind of thought that was like, uh, because I was, you know, a big guy. Oh, no, no, no. I see what you're saying though. Like just because you said maneuver, I could, yeah, I could see people. I, I don't do that, but yeah, I could see like someone wiping, sitting down, but that just seems like lazy to me. <laughs> like, just <Yeah>. stand up. <laughs> I don't feel like you get a good wipe. Then again, that you know, if if they're a person who does that, they've probably been doing it their whole lives. Like they they've they've mastered wiping yes. while sitting down. <laughs> well, I, I don't glad... have much to add to this. <laughs> yeah, neither do I. I'm just glad that this was not a podcast ending for us. So that's I don't good. think it would People... have been. I know what you mean. It would have made it more interesting because then I, I'd have. <laughs> I wouldn't want to know the details, but I feel like I'd have to know the details. <laughs> Oh my. Uh what is something you do to relax and unwind? Depends. Um Yeah. I 
I, okay, so let's say I'm getting home from work. Yeah. Right? So that scenario, I'm going to doom scroll. <laughs> you don't know what doom scrolling is? I don't think so. Okay, so doom scrolling is like the world is terrible. Let me see what social media thinks about it. <laughs> and you're just scrolling oh. through nightmares. Um, <laughs> so that's one thing. And, and that actually relaxes me for some reason. I guess because it takes me out of my personal life. You know what I mean? Like it's becomes mm. much bigger. Um, I mean, sometimes that backfires because then you're like, oh my God, <laughs> like everything sucks. Um, that's one thing. Or, or if like, again, still after work, I might just, um, before I take a shower, like play something like that is mind numbing. Right. So like, for instance, this is disgusting. What I'm about to say. Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Remember I told you it's a long game. Oh, yeah, 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 I've yeah. been beat that game. We beat that game. Oh, I'm still playing it. And I have 190 hours in that game. Jesus. That's because Michelle triggered like my completionist. Oh God. Thing. Cause you, I, you know, I got over that. Like you saw, remember I used to have to platinum every freaking game. Yeah. Like I had to get every trophy. I was like obsessed. Um, I got over that a long time ago. Like now it's like, if I see I'm getting close, I'll be like, yeah, let me just knock this out. You know, right. uh, I like this game. Let me do it. You know, I don't, but that's the thing. I had to like the game before like enough to do it like uh, recently. Um, but now I saw her like after we beat the game, she was like running around just collecting everything, but there's so freaking much. It's like unnecessary. It's like, like it just doesn't need to be. But after I saw her doing that, I'm like, man, she's going to get, like a lot of the trophies but not all of the trophies so i'm like i should get the other trophies <laughs> and so i in the morning i would come in and i would knock one out you know like i would go get one trophy like not just sit there and like play forever but go get one and then go take my shower um and it, it became wow. like a kind of obsession though because we actually already got the platinum now but I still have that as a part of my routine where I come in, I turn on Assassin's Creed Valhalla and I'll go get like a DLC trophy or something. And the DLC trophies are nightmarish. They're like broken, borderline impossible trophies. There was one that I was trying to get for like a week. And I finally got it, fuck? but it was, it put way more time than it was worth. Like I think 30 minutes was more than it was worth. And I probably put like hours and hours and hours. <laughs> so that's one thing. Uh, <laughs> Um, but then wow. in a more general sense, like if, um, if I'm home alone, like I have issues with anxiety. So like my mind races sometimes mm -hmm. and like, instead of like distracting myself, sometimes I have to like kind of dive deeper in it and like, l like just sit there and like put myself in that alternate universe where all this shit is like <laughs> happening. <laughs> I wish we could see James face. Um, and like just play out those scenarios, but it helps me in the sense that like, even though this shit's not even going to happen, like there's like almost like a preparedness that I have if it does, because I thought about it so much. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've done that a lot. It's more like when I'm like trying to fall asleep. <laughs> Oh yeah. It used to, the thing is I used to not be able to sleep as you know, that's why I was always tired. Like when you guys would, you know, come to get me or something, I would, I would have just gone to sleep or something, you know, like I would stay up all night, every night. And that's because my mind would just be all over the place. Um, but then like more practical things. I mean, I guess the video game thing was practical, you know, it's just, right. um, kind of a waste of time though. Uh, 
a lot of things we do in life is a waste of time. Yeah, I know, but it's like I don't even it's not even something I truly enjoy. That's what I mean. You know, like like uh, other things it's like I would just go on YouTube, you know, watch some videos, but the videos will be on topics that like I actually enjoy. Um but sometimes like the way my mind is, I can't enjoy it because like mm. like I said, like I'm it's anxiety, so I'm not like really paying attention, so then that's why I do right. something else like, you know, that. Um and something I'm happy that I stopped doing. Um, cause that could be a habit and it would be bad, um, is drinking. So like, oh. when, when I was working at Regal, when they made me GM, I was borderline alcoholic. <laughs> like, oh, Jesus Christ. Um, yeah. And then I found out that that's a thing amongst like all the GMs. Like a lot of them have problems cause the job is, you know, it's tough. It's stressful. Even the ones that act like they have it all together, you know, that's what they do when <laughs> oh, they go yeah. home is they, they pour a drink. Um, and I seen other people doing this like in my life. And I was just like, I don't want to be like that. And, and I'm not even saying like they turned out like, you know, bad or anything. It's just, they were just, it was just a habit that I'm like, I don't want it to be a habit. You know, if I do it, it's just, I want it to be more recreational. So I just started like, I had a counter of alcohol that's what i'm saying like it, it got to a point where i had every liquor you could imagine there and everything that i could mix it with possibly like like i became a mixologist and oh i was God. making great shit no i can make you a drink that you would like james and i know you don't drink but i can make you a drink you would like i promise you that um but so what i was like okay i'm not gonna buy anymore i'm not gonna replenish so i was still working you know through what we had our with michelle but as we were running out we were just running out you know and then eventually the counter was empty and I just didn't buy anymore. Yeah. But those are the things that come to mind. I'm sure there's a lot of other things, you know, obviously, you know, people, you know, you watch TV, you watch a movie, you know, yeah. when Michelle's here, I'll just talk to her, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. But, um, that's what came to mind when you asked the question. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's kind of like watching YouTube videos. I will literally, I can, like, I need to catch up on so many YouTube videos because I don't really have time to watch the long ones. Uh, during my work week. So a lot of times I'm just like laying in the couch watching vi videos and kind of consuming them, kind of not consuming them. Uh, but I definitely did the video game stuff as well. Probably games more like Minecraft, um, more like uh, uh, I kind of did this with the new, the remakes of Pokemon Diamond Pearl uh, and like Harvest Moon, Stardew Valley, uh, games that don't really take a lot of uh processing power brain processing power and a lot of those times when i played those games i would listen to a podcast as well like i think podcasts are my i get addicted to certain podcasts then i'll like after introducing you to one that you didn't even keep up with you just listen to the first three on youtube and the rest of them are on the like on a podcasting app i Re-listen to those three, and then now I'm going through the uh, archive again. Uh, that's a good podcast. I, I really like it. Um, just because, I don't know, when you were talking about games and like not taking too much of my power, uh, something I really got into, you sent me, and I, I'm surprised. I, like I, I send my scores to Michelle, but I don't send them to you. Wordle oh that's been really helpful for me actually because it takes nice. enough brain power for you to not think about anything else but it doesn't demand too much time 
So it's like you do it and right. then there's not another word you can do until the next day. So I feel like it's almost like the perfect kind of one of those games. You know what I mean? Like, I love it. I love it. Yeah. Uh, you know, I got purchased by the New York Times, right? Yeah. 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 Me and my sister, we do that every day and we send each other. And whenever we get to like the fifth one and we don't know what the fuck we're doing, we'll, we'll be like, hey, did you get it? Yeah. Okay. Give me a hint. James. <laughs> I was, yeah. I almost, I almost got it on the first try last game. And I was so upset because the reason why is because I have two words that I always start with and I like alternate. And the mm. one that I chose was not the one. And then the second word that I choose was the one. So I was like, ah, if I would have chose that today, it would have been on the first try. Which word was it? Mourn. You go with mourn? As yeah. I use word? beast. I use beast and mourn. Okay. I I use tears. Yeah. I mean, anything with like a good amount of vowels, like uh, Michelle actually uses audio. So she uses everything except for the E on that first word. Uh, I've heard a lot of people use adieu. How do you spell that? I don't know. It's a French word, but I think it has all the vowels. Okay. But I like that I found like my own word. Like I, I've seen, like, I know there's people like strategizing, like these are the best words. I don't want to do it like that, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like I'm comfortable with starting with beast or mourn. Like it usually gives me a good, like if one doesn't give me anything, the next one will, you know? Right. Uh, for a while I was doing dames, which I mostly use because it's James, but you get rid of the J and put a D. Um, that's literally, <laughs> that's literally the reason I used it. Um, and then I switched to tears. I like listening to people talk about Wordle and stuff. Um, I think it was Mary Kish who she does a podcast called The Fire Escape and she's uh she works at Twitch. She is a personality. Uh and when she mentioned tears, I'm like, that's a good word. I'm gonna start using it. Also, I, I liked her reasoning. Uh it's always good to start your day off with tears. Yeah, so I watched YouTube, try to play video games. Though now, right now, like I have such a hard time playing video games. I'm trying to get through control just to finish it so I can buy a triangle strategy and that's going to be like a 100 hour game. So I'm afraid of that. And that probably my, takes pro mm -hmm. my issue isn't finishing games now it's starting games. So like yeah. when we were playing, um, demon souls, I didn't really play anything else, you know? And then yeah. I was like, well, I have to find something else to play now. And then once we started playing Valhalla, like there's all these games coming out that I want to play. But I'm like, let me finish Valhalla. I finished Valhalla. I'm still <laughs> just playing Valhalla instead of starting a new game. Yeah. I guess because I want, like, there's just a point in a game like that where it's not demanding too much out of you, you know? And, like, yeah. I feel like I want to really pay attention when I start a new game, you know? Like, really yeah, take yeah. it in. You know, I can't be like Arthel, who he'll skip all the cutscenes. Like, <laughs> he doesn't care, give a damn. He does what? You, he said this before. He's said this before. Like, he literally... I mean, in, in a way, he's a purist, right? It's about the game. <laughs> but, um, but in another way, he's a lunatic. Especially yes. since he likes so many cinematic games, you know? <laughs> I guess for him, it's like it truly has to be the top... It has to be like the cream of the crop, um, cinematic-wise, for him to actually care. Otherwise, he doesn't even want cutscenes, you know? Wow. He just wants to move from level to level. 
honestly, I kind of wish, we, yeah, like you, me, Arthel, or Steve, or all four of us can get playing a game because that Demon Soul session was fun. I, I that was like the highlight of my weeks. I, I <laughs> it was fun, but it was frustrating that Arthel couldn't because for you, you got to play with Arthel. After a point, I didn't get to play with Arthel. Yeah. You know what I mean? He, you would you would play with me, then you would play with Arthel. And then I then I made the rule where I'm like I don't want to pl- finish this game until Arthel can freaking do it, you know. And then we were able to finally do it, but it was just I don't know, like that annoyed me when we would be like ready to go, and then he's like, I, it's not not that I'm not saying his fault. I'm just saying it was just like uh, frustrating because we we were supposed to do it together, you know. Yeah, but it was fun. Like I, I and especially that was. I mean, we already know that was a great game, but God damn was the remake. It lives up, man. More than oh, lives yeah, up. Absolutely. I was so freaking happy to play the remake of Demon's Souls. Like, yes, I'm so glad that we, because I might've never played it. You know, it was a launch title and I was like, I'm not going to play it until I can play it with people again. Cause that was the way I had the most fun playing it, you know? Mm. Um, and I just had it. I had it since launch, just on my PS5, not doing anything with it. So. Uh, I guess we should move on to the next question. Uh, I believe you added this. I don't know if you got it from someone. What is your background as in race and ethnicity? Probably did get it from someone. I think a couple were from Michelle. So in a text from you, I think I might've been like, oh, these were from Michelle, but I don't remember which ones. Maybe that was one. Well, anyways, yeah, I'm Puerto Rican. Both of my parents were born in Puerto Rico. My mom is like native like she's you know taino puerto rican like you you just look at her and you know she's got she's got the original <laughs> the original genes in there um my dad is very white which is why i'm white um his family originates from spain like i think they were a couple of generations already in puerto rico but like you know if you go back to like great grandmother or something it's from spain right. um they were there like through their childhoods, I would believe. Okay. And then they both moved to New York. They didn't know each other, you know, they just both to New York, oh. moved to New York and um, grew up there, you know, through their like important years, their formative years. And yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm a, I, I mean, I say, I don't want to say it anymore, but I would say a lot. I'm a shitty Puerto Rican because like, <laughs> I don't know Spanish, you know, but it's not really my fault. Like, I think I, I don't know if I've told you, I think I've told you this before. Like my mom, since she grew up in Puerto Rico, like when she went to um, the United States, like there was some, I guess, bullying because of her accent, you know? So she didn't want me to go through that, but I don't think I would have because, you know, there's a lot of kids who only speak a certain language with their parents, but they, from school, they learn perfect, you know, or near perfect English. But point is yeah. she was essentially like assimilate. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that was pretty much what she was like, you know, on. And obviously it worked because like, I definitely come across a certain way. I sound a certain way. Um, wish I knew Spanish, but you know, I have my Puerto Rican you, food you and that's the main learn. thing. Yeah, I, I could, uh, that's what she says now. Like whenever I go like, oh, this is your fault. She goes like, you're an adult now. Like, you can learn Spanish yourself, but it's not going to ever be the same. I don't think like a native speaker, you know, or like a first language, oh, yeah. like, and, and that's what I wanted, you know, but 
it is what it is. I, I think I still will learn it eventually. Um, I want to go to Puerto Rico. Like, and I think when I get to like a certain place in my life, like it, I want it to be like a regular thing. Like not just mm-hmm. like, Oh, I vacation there. Like, no, I go there, you know, like it's not expensive, you know? So when I actually have a job where like taking time off is a possibility more frequently or something, just when you have to make trips there. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, uh, if you watch any of our clips on TikTok or Instagram, you'd be like, that's, that's just a white boy. Um, and you'd be half not me. I didn't think that. Anyways, go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, You'd be half correct. Um, even though I look very white, uh, my mom is Indian, as in Asian Indian, I guess. It's a little complicated in America when you have Native Americans being called Indians and all that stuff. But no, she was uh, Indian from Trinidad, Tobago. Uh, she moved to America when she was 13. She met my father at some point, you know, when she was an adult. Uh, I don't know too much about my father's history. All I know is, um, uh, German and Scottish, I believe Scottish must have been his father's side because my last name is a Scottish name, I guess, or Scottish clan, something like that. And, uh, yeah, so I'm half, uh, white pretty much and half Indian Caribbean because that's where Trinidad Tobago is uh and yeah i don't know uh i've always identified as white though because i had mirrors and also like i don't know everyone treated me white when you had like uh like mandatory school testing with the bubbles you remember those it would have your name printed out and everything and your race for me was always filled in as caucasian i was like well okay i'm white you you know what's interesting I wasn't until I came to Florida and even then not right away. Like actually uh, originally. Okay. So well, one, they can't see this, but you can see this. This is, uh, you know, you know, symbols behind me. So like, I've always like cared about knowing little bits here and there, whatever, you know, they would tell me. And, And like my family is Puerto Rican on both sides. So, you know, that's all I was growing up around. But also growing up in Massachusetts, like Lawrence, Massachusetts, it's like a Hispanic ghetto. So I was just another Puerto Rican there. You know, I, mm. it wasn't like, oh, he's a white kid here. And that's how it was. Like, even though, because a lot of us didn't speak Spanish. So it wasn't even like I was separated by that either. You know, like so half right. of us spoke Spanish, half of us didn't. Um, and then when I moved to Arizona, I lived in a really white community. So because I was like a little at the time, like, like I never viewed it that way. And obviously now I don't, I don't believe I come across that way in any um, shape or form, but they kind of knew I was a little ghetto, you know what I mean? Like, and that there was something different about me. So when people would pry, it was kind of racist because I would say like, I'm Puerto Rican and they'd be like, oh, like, oh, it all makes sense now. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah. Um, It was very weird dynamics over there. Cause there was like racism that I didn't like understand. Like, I guess when people, like people's parents found out I was Hispanic, they thought I was like Mexican at first. 
and that was a bad thing. Oh. Then they find out I'm Puerto Rican, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, that's not as bad, <laughs> right? I'm like, what? what the fuck? Yeah, I know. It was so fucked up, and I, like, internalized that at one point, and, like, oh. I, well, yeah, that's, so that made me not as good a person for a little bit, you know? But then I, you know, you realize how stupid that fucking is, and no. Um, but then when I came to Florida, I went uh, to school in Little Haiti, and obviously an all black school like it was like mostly haitians and then you know some african americans um which that is what they considered themselves there just because like i i know that sometimes people are like oh you know people rather be considered black than african-american specifically but literally that was at the school it was like that's how there was racism there between like haitian or, or i don't know culture whatever the version is for like culture differences you know right, um, right. just prejudice between haitians and like african-americans um but at first it's like oh here comes a white kid right and like that's when i was like the i think for the first time in my life like treated like like you're white you know um but no it wasn't bad i was just kind of like that's weird you know <laughs> like because i never i literally never saw it that way but i was like i mean i guess i can't argue like i'm looking at my skin i'm like um but then they found out i was puerto rican and then they were like that's all you had to say <laughs> like what Wow. All of a sudden it was different. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, after that I went to Monarch, which was the whitest school like I've probably ever been to, even even compared to Arizona. I had that experience and it was like totally different. And then that's when I learned about like institutionalized racism. <laughs> because when I was in school in Little Haiti, um we didn't even have textbooks. Like the textbooks were in class only, not to take to home, and they were like how long has these been here? Because they're missing pages. They're missing chapters. Oh yeah, it was so fucked up. Teachers had to just do their best by like finding lesson plans online that they could like work with, but like they really couldn't use like the material provided because it wasn't, you know, good enough. Um, Jesus. Then I then I go switch over to Monarch. They hand me a laptop. Here's your <laughs> MacBook, <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> You know, and that was just, that just shook me, and I was like, "How can this be?" And then you know, right. you start thinking about the world differently. Um, and then that's when I, you know, went to our school, and I felt like that was a better mix. I was happier to go there than you know, Monarch, that's for sure. And yeah, at some point, I had to settle that I'm like, because it was like a conflict almost. Like I feel like once I um left, you know, a school where I was like kind of like the only you know white skinned person i didn't want to be considered white especially after that monarch experience you know what i mean mm. so sometimes i'd be like no i'm puerto rican like i would like fight it so hard um and especially that wasn't like my experience in other places in other places it was like yeah you are puerto rican <laughs> you know what i mean and i was like not treated well but now it's like obviously i'm like white passing for sure like the way i talk the way i present the way people see me sometimes you know there's people who like know right off the bat i guess because of my like hairiness <laughs> um but right. but yeah so i i like definitely have like you know things that work out better for me like my fast rise you know in in places of work i think could probably be attributed to that like not saying i'm not good at my job but there's people who be there like years and it's like i'm there months and i get the job they've been trying to get and yeah it's, like, fucked yeah. up yeah, I mean, I, I said, like, I, I guess I identify as white, and I've always, like, attributed being, like, half Trinidadian, half uh, Indian Caribbean, 
as kind of like just a, oh, this is a fun fact. You know how like a lot of white people go like, I'm 3% a Cherokee? Yeah. Like, you know, kind of like that. It wasn't until, well, first of all, you know, being white and all that stuff, moving from Jersey to Florida was a culture shock, which was good in some ways, bad in others. Like, I got pushed around and called a cracker a couple times in middle school, stuff like that. Um, I had a neighbor tell us about Cracker Day, um, which is, I don't know if this is a thing in other parts of the, you know, America or the world, probably not in the world, uh, or maybe this was just a Florida thing, but my neighbor was telling me and my mom like, oh yeah, there's Cracker Day, and that's when they beat all the white kids in public schools (laughs) or whatever. And I think that scared my mom enough to be like, put me into like a Christian school Mm. uh, for a little bit, which again, Florida was, yes, there was a lot of white kids, but there was still, you know, a couple, you know, Spanish, uh, black kids as well. Um, And then uh, went back to public school in high school. And yeah, I. And I always identified as white. If anyone called me a cracker, or, you know, call me a white guy. I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> At most, I might say I'm a spicy cracker, but that's about it. <laughs> it wasn't until like um, the Trump administration where I started going like, you know what? I actually should be paying more attention that I'm not just white. And even though I would say probably 99% of the world would uh, identify me as white, would see me as white and I can uh, go through this world with the white privilege I have. Yeah. If anything ever goes totally wrong with the world, someone can uh, accuse me of being not pure white. And that could be, you know, a thing. And I, so I'm trying to like pay more attention to uh, my race. I don't, uh generally like saying i'm white i like to say well i'm you know i'm mixed i'm half white i'm half uh trinidadian or i'm half uh indian caribbean whichever sound whenever i'm like identifying with the person i'm like do they know what trinidad is (laughs) pretty much uh florida you know everyone in florida knew trinidad there were trinidadian kids in my our school you know yeah and they liked me they they knew (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no no that's actually it's kind of funny because there was one trinidadian uh friend i had um his name was richard i believe and i think i told him and he was like i fucking knew i knew something i knew yeah. you weren't and then i was like okay and then when i was working at walmart there was this older older guy trinidadian he like uh kind of gravitated to me and we would talk a lot and i told him like oh like he was like do you even know like he was talking about living in Trinidad and stuff. And he's like, do you even know where Trinidad is? I'm like, well, my mom lived there. So yeah. And I visited once when I was like really little. And he's like, I knew there was a reason I liked you. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> um, but yeah, I actually recently bought a Trinidadian cookbook because um, in Florida, every now and then my mom would go and buy like roti and pilories and curry chicken. And you know, I wasn't big on the curry chicken, uh, but I love, you know, I like my bread. I love pilories. I love, uh, I love um, the roti that uh, specifically is uh, Caribbean. The, I, uh, what, I think it's called bus up shut, uh, shut uh, style. Uh, pretty much it's roti and they beat, beat it with like a, 
rolling pin or something to yeah anyway uh so i bought a cookbook because i want to start like cooking these things i want to try yeah. cooking uh i definitely want to cook up pilori's i want to try making curry chicken how the cookbook has it not how my mom does it um well my mom my, I, I i was telling my mom like how it's cooked uh by instructions and it's like you know you marinate the meat for like 24 hours and like seasoning and stuff and she was like yeah i don't fucking do that i just throw seasons yeah. in no yeah no one does that i mean like i mean when i think about puerto rican food that's often a thing right like oh overnight no we don't have time for that you know like <laughs> well even if it's like oh you throw the seasoning in, keep it in the fridge for like until it's time to cook it you know even that could help but i was like you know i, I really just want to try doing it that way and i've been procrastinating on that and maybe i shouldn't Maybe I should probably find a weekend when I don't have to edit something and uh, try. I definitely want to make plories. Do you know what plories are? No. Describe it. Uh, I, I mean, I might know it like once you describe it. Also, uh, like Trinidadians have like different names for like yes, yes. things that Guyanese people make. And I yes. eat a lot of Guyanese food. So I probably have eaten a lot of food that you will end up making, but it's called something else, you know, because right. um, my the listeners wouldn't know um my little brother is half guyanese and so his side of the family um or his dad's side of the family you know they're guyanese and his mom his mother or grandmother i mean um is from guyana and she's like she's an amazing cook that food is nice. so damn good uh well plories are um they're like pretty much dough balls cooked dough balls that are spiced with like mm. indian seasoning yeah um i think it's like chickpea flour they're like yellow i think yeah they're fucking delicious i think i have had that say it again what is it called you call it pilori pilori i'll have to ask i don't know they just feed I, me I'm, i don't ask what everything's yeah. called <laughs> so yeah i need to i, I really want to make those and be fat again and eat all of them um i like bread <laughs> uh which uh next question favorite food favorite food if you come up with an answer you can jump first because i have to think about it like i like i mean a lot talking about pylori's like that's definitely up there especially now that i don't really have a way to get them fucking jersey um or the part of jersey i'm in um but um i mean it's hard to beat like a pizza or a calzone like it's bread and cheese. Like, come on, come on. That's that's sexy. That's ah. Oh. <sighs> you can tell I used to be three hundred pounds. <laughs> that's all good, but I I think for my my favorite food is actually Puerto Rican dishes. Like, so I mean, I guess like the cop out answer is just Puerto Rican cuisine, right? Like, I just love it all. But I think more specifically, like. Benil is one of my favorite things, and that's like um, like a pulled pork, you know, um, but with all kinds of you know Puerto Rican seasonings. So it's amazing. Like I'm not, I'm not, I don't have anything against like barbecue pulled pork either. That's good, but it just right, tastes right. totally different, you know. Um, and that you know we'll have with like the yellow rice and pigeon peas, which is arroz con gandules, and ah, that that can't be beat. Like when when that rice is like moist fluffy you know and 
the pernil is like very tender but like crispy on the ends of the pieces that came from like the outside that's just i don't think i don't think i like anything more than that and then platanos on the side mm, mm. so that's probably it for me and i don't know how to make penny i mean it doesn't look like it just takes time you know because you have to yeah, like, yeah. make it in the oven yeah as all things it takes time well i make the yellow rice and pigeon peas and then i'll do a crispy chicken with like spanish seasonings and stuff and that is like my second favorite probably and i make that all the time because <laughs> that's really fast yeah. okay uh this next one is what did you want to be as a kid which i believe also came from you from someone i think Mich- michelle as well i don't i don't know i'm gonna stop guessing yeah, yeah. um ah <sighs> i know mine i wanted to be different things like so Same. I would say first I wanted to be a comedian. Like I, yeah, really? Yeah. I think that was, I mean, if there's something before that, then I was like a toddler. Like I was so little, I don't remember that kind of thing, you know, but like the first memory of like something I really wanted to be was a comedian. Um, because I just love the feeling like of making people laugh. Like that's, I don't like go like, I don't do it as much, but that's why I always sucked up so much oxygen in, like, our friend group, right? It's like, I always had to be talking, because I had to get to that next thing that made everyone laugh, you know what I mean? That's how I felt. Like, I mean, I didn't think about it like that, but that's why I talk so much. It's like, it's not like, oh, I just love the sound of my voice. No, it's I want, I want to see your reaction to something I'm going to say, you know what I mean? And that was just, like, the best feeling to me, especially because, like, you know, I moved around so much. And like, I just told you all kinds mm. of different communities after a point, you know, yeah. um, that's universal though. You can, if you can make people laugh, like that's the best thing. Um, and that's probably why I was never really too afraid to like make friends. Like I have social anxiety, but like, I always knew I could do it because I know I could make people laugh, you know? Um, so that was one thing. Then like, I would say shortly after that, I just decided I wanted to be an actor. I was like, that can reach in my mind. I was like, I can reach more than that. Like I can do so much more, you know, like I started like really watching movies and I started paying attention to like how different movies could be. Right. So it doesn't have to be just comedy. Right. Cause when I was a little kid, I saw a lot of comedies and a lot of like kid movies, like, I mean, movies that I still love, but like, you know, like the Disney movies and stuff like that. So it was more limited. But then when I started watching like more serious movies, I was like, damn, like this really affected me. And I wanted to have that effect, you know? Um, so yeah, that was like, what i wanted to be as a kid uh well when i was really young apparently i wanted to be a garbage man um <laughs> hey it's an important job yeah i mean i i, I don't know they get paid well uh, oh do they oh yeah nobody wants to do that uh, that's true it's it, they get oh, paid maybe well. i should look into that i mean look at look at how much they pay first because it might make you oh, go yeah yeah, yeah. No, it might make you go like, hmm, this is hard to turn down. Because <laughs> like, I remember one time someone was telling me about it and I was like, that's amazing. I was going to say insane, but I was like, no, that's kind of amazing. But also like l- l- research, like the health effects of <laughs> being around uh, trashes constantly. Well, not only that, I started thinking because again, I live in Jersey, like when winter hits and stuff like that, mm. like, ah, I'll suck. <laughs> yeah. Also, I don't like driving my car. Do I think I can drive that fucking big ass? You don't, you don't have to be that though. You could be the guy in the back. You know how there's always and two then guys? then you're in the elements. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And then I, when I got older, 
I definitely wanted to be a rock star with my amazing singing voice. Really? <laughs> I, I, when I was like, you know, like elementary school, I think. Well, you know. Did you pick up you any instruments? Just want to be rich and famous. No. Uh, I tried violin in elementary school. Um, Nothing outside school? No. Okay. And yeah. You know, I just wanted to be, you know, famous. Um, still do. <laughs> I played the violin and guitar when I was in elementary, but like also outside. But yeah, go ahead. <laughs> and then middle school, I wanted to be a zoologist because I like tigers. High school, I wanted to do video games because video games. Like, uh, I dropped. What do you mean? Like make them? Like you wanted to be a game yeah. designer? Yeah. I think I remember that. Did you have like a notebook where you would like. Yeah. You and me made a couple games together. I contributed? Yeah. I honestly don't remember that. I bounced off ideas with you, but yeah. Do you still have that stuff? Um, maybe not. I'm not sure. That's sad. I kind of would want to see it now. If I find it, maybe we can do an episode. Like, that could be part of the creative pursuits thing. I've always been, like, an ideas guy, but never been very good with the, um, implementing. Yeah. Um... Especially with video games, you kind of have to learn things. Uh, you know, this podcast, or, you know, uh, like, even, like, doing video stuff, like, the uh, learning learning things is a little bit more well, you can do on your own. A lot of great, like, game directors don't know shit about the actual that's making true. of the game. Like, it, it, that's kind of why it works sometimes. Like, why you get something special. Because yeah. they're asking the impossible. So when like when they do the impossible, now you just you just broke ground. You just made something new. Like Hideo Kojima, you think that man knows what he puts his team through? I mean, I'm assuming now <laughs> he does, but like um there's that. Uh David Jaffe was definitely that kind of guy. Um But I just I think that kind of role is starting to be like phased out in a way. Because... So you think Neil Druckmann doesn't have a place in this <laughs> industry? <laughs> I was just saying, like, I, I feel like the David Jaffe's, the um, Peter Molyneux's, the, um, who's the epic guy um, who did uh, Gears of War? Cliff, Cliff Blazinski. Cl uh, Cl yeah. Like, you don't have those anymore, I don't no, feel like. I think you don't have those people trying to be personalities on top of that. You know, I mm. think that those people are still generally the heads of studios. It's just that they have a more collaborative nature instead of like a dictatorship. They're not trying to all True. be auteurs like Hideo Kojima. So I think you're right to an extent, but I think you still need that strong presence or else there's, how can you have a vision? You know what I mean? Like you can't, it can't just be totally like crowd, you know, sourced like designing. Yeah, it just yeah. becomes really all over the place if that's the case and uh yeah i like again in high school you we started hearing like how v you know video game developers were you know worked extremely miserable, miserable hours that's supposed to be and, changing too though oh hopefully more and more places unionize and can get better benefits and you know even if there's always is a crunch time there could be like maybe, hey, you get extra days off or something like that. Or, hey, we don't fire you after immediately putting out the game because right. that also happened. Um, but yeah, I don't think I would want to make games or I don't know. Again, I we kind of talked about this before the podcast, but I don't really want to code. Um, that just sounds like it would be 
I, that doesn't sound my, like my kind of thing. And I'm not artistic enough to do anything else past the idea side, you know? And then to be in the idea side of things. I'm not trying to convince you to be a game director, but I yeah, don't yeah, think yeah. you're giving yourself enough credit. I think like, oh, I, I think you if you me. have an idea and you have a vision with that idea, it's possible. You know what I mean? Like, and, and if you can get people to rally behind that, that's the job, you know, you're pretty much a manager, you know? Yeah. And like, you're just trying to keep everyone on the same page and it's not necessarily about you coming up with every idea or being so artistic. It's about being the one to go, I'm looking for something more like this, or no, that's not what we want, or I want it to feel like this, or I want it to play like that, you know, stuff like that. And then those people are, it's their job to be the experts on how to make that happen. Yeah. Uh, but that would also needing people who can do those jobs, which I do not have. Um, and which would explain the times I tried to push, you know, all of us doing like videos and all that fun stuff. And you remember how those went. Um, and then like, uh, like after like being disillusioned for game design, I think I want to be a game journalist. Wait, 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 wait. Aren't you getting ahead of yourself? Wasn't this what we wanted to be as kids or something? Yeah. I mean, high school, you're a kid. Oh, this is, oh, so as in high school, you're still, Okay. Yeah, I think I think it was like senior year. I we were talking. And I was like, I I would like to be a game journalist or what I was calling a game journalist. I think it would be more like a game. But you didn't want to go to school. Yeah, because I actually think that was a very attainable thing. Like you go to school for journalism. It's probably not that hard to be a video game journalist. <laughs> um, actually, it can be difficult because. First of all, a lot of game journalists are like in San Francisco, LA, or New York um, at the time because that's where the offices were. So, yeah, you but that's get... not where they start. A lot of them, you know, they apply to these places and then they move there when they get the job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. of course. And I, I guess I just was like, I don't know. I tried doing it on my own. I reviewed a couple things and, you know, I don't think any of those reviews were good. <laughs> but also like doing those reviews i kind of learned like oh yeah I, I don't really like doing this okay yeah i liked doing a little bit of the video editing but getting it like first of all you have to beat a game in a certain amount of time which you know why do you have to beat it in a certain amount of time you you definitely have deadlines when you yeah when but you don't have to beat game, the game by that deadline a lot of uh, a lot of reviews are done without beating the game. <laughs> that's what I've learned. I, I, mean, I mean, let's not get on that topic. Be, that upsets people when they learn about that. <laughs> so, but I feel like if you put in the time, you know what I mean. Like, it's not about beating the game. People are upset because it seems like some people barely play the game. Like they make a judgment on like a fraction of the game. But if you actually put time, you don't need to beat the game to know you like this game or not. But you, know? you still have to put the time in. So yeah. like even for like a hundred hour game, you have to put, let's just say 60% in. That's still 60 hours. And then when you get the game a week or two before it comes out uh, in the professional setting, and then they want that review out a day or two uh, before either a day or two or on the day the game comes out. Um, 
They want it with the embargo lifts. That's when they want the review up. It's when the yeah, embargo yeah, that, lifts. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Which is generally that kind of motion. But yeah. And then all that. Yeah, I don't know. Again, I, I think I learned like I like video games, but I didn't want to review them. I was about to say I didn't want to make a career out of it, but I like doing the YouTube videos and, you know, just playing and talking and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty much, I guess, game personality uh, would probably be more what I would aim for. Um, I, I guess that's where that ended. Uh, what do you do for a job now? I work overnight a grocery store and it sucks we never have enough staff like i think this is something that would have sucked generally but you know the pandemic um pay not being enough a multitude of reasons poor leadership we just don't have what we need to be effective like i could be fine with the job for now you know like it is a temporary thing and i could be more than fine with it if we had the hands, you know, if we had the people yeah, to do yeah. it, then I'd be fine. Exactly. Yeah, I know what you mean. I used to work overnights at Walmart uh, a couple of years ago. Um, currently, let me make sure I phrase this correctly. I work at, I work overnights at a group home for people with mental and learning disabilities. Um, so very much I clean the house, make sure they sleep and make sure they get their meds in the morning and get to program slash work um and uh that's you know i don't particularly like my job either it's nice to have something that's not uh physically laboring um but it can take a mental toll it can take a toll on your patience and um after the pandemic actually we started making a lot more money uh government was i guess we were able to lobby better um, and it's a career that really you just, well, at my, the place I work, all you need is a driver's license and either a GED or high school diploma. So I'm making okay money, but still not enough to move out on my own. If I had a partner, I could probably move out, but I, you know, that has its own risks. And that also means meeting people, which I'm not great <laughs> at. Um, but that's a, that's a different story. And yeah, uh, I think we can both comfortably say, uh, we don't like our jobs. Um, I think you have a better opportunity of getting another job that pays better because you do have a college degree, right? I have a college degree, but I also was a GM, you know, for a while, like when, when you manage any group of people like that, it kind of just, they'll kind of just take you almost anywhere else. Even if it doesn't directly translate, like you can learn. Cause the main thing is yeah. like, managing people, you know? Um, and yeah, I definitely could. The problem with that, I mean, with the degree, like that's stuff I want to pursue for sure, which we'll get into. Cause that's like, I think a coming question, but with the experience, I guess it's something I want to be able to use, but without going specifically into like, being a general manager again because like that's just draining for me yeah there's people who can do it but like i told you i find out a lot of the gms (laughs) i feel like if you have to drink after every shift it's draining you (laughs) you know yeah yeah again like i don't think i would want to take a management role unless it was something like this 
like doing the podcast, doing creative stuff. Because I, I do think I can manage pretty well. Um, and in some sense, I don't know, I guess you're the judge of that. Uh, no, I think so. You're, you're pretty organized. Um, I think you think from other people's perspective, which already makes you better than most managers. <laughs> so you would actually be good. <laughs> you know, you would actually be pretty good. Uh, and yeah, uh, so I don't even know where that thought process was going, <laughs> but also just saying the we, we with- don't want to. Yeah. Oh, what, well, you were saying that I would be more qualified to get a higher paying job right now. That's, yeah. that's all you were saying. And the only thing I will say is, um, like, let's just say you wanted to go from your grocery store to a different grocery store, like a different company or, you know, a retail position. Yeah. Having that GM can actually might also be like a stop you from getting jobs because they'd be like, oh, you're too overqualified or something. Yeah, that was like actually that. a problem with this job. They took a long time, but like I said, hiring is a problem. So they finally, mm-hmm. you know, called. But when, when they did, I got interviewed by like three levels of management. It was like, you know, you would have thought I was going to work for like a Fortune 500, you know, company and I'm going to be an executive or something there. <laughs> like, it was weird. Um, but yeah, you're right. Uh, next question. What do you want to be doing for a job? I guess I kind of hinted at it quite a bit, but this, I would love to be doing more podcasts. I would love to be working with other people doing videos. I would, I want to do a tabletop like thing. I want to, yeah, I want to, I want to be making content for people that, um, is interesting and fun and make people happy because I've actually thought about this a lot. Um, probably my darkest moments. Um, I always had some kind of piece of content, some an endurance run from Giant Bomb, a let's play from some random YouTuber or something that kept me grounded. And I will always appreciate that. And I guess I kind of want to do that for other people. How about uh, you? Yeah, for me, um, I definitely want to be. Like I might, so my degree was in multimedia and that is what I want to do. Like I, I kind of moved away from that to make money, but, of um, course. like recently I was on the set of a music video and to me that just like reminded me how much I want to be doing stuff like that, you know, like being around creative people, trying to get this vision into like this final, you know, piece of media art, whatever. Like that, that is what I have wanted to do for a long time. And and then it was just reinforced doing that. And then I, I think I feel like I become more myself in that situation. Like, I feel like I'm kind of distant from like who I used to be or something. I mean, people change, but like, I mean, just like that creative muscle is, is it, it's like a muscle. It actually is like a muscle. Like I don't have it anymore. I feel like, like, I feel like I need to start pushing it because you, you ask me like to contribute to this and I can't like often, you know what I mean? Often I'm like, I can't think of ideas anymore. Like, what is this? But before it used to be like this, you know what I mean? It was always something that we could have done. Um, so, and that happened like when I was on the set, like I would think of things and I was actually contributing more than what I like showed up to do. Cause you're in it. You know what I mean? Like you're just immersed and it was fun. And 
I know a job's a job. Like it's still going to feel like a job at times, but when you're doing something you enjoy, that's got to be better, right? Than like what we're doing now. Um, so yeah, I guess like the ultimate dream is still to be like a director, but it doesn't have to be that. Like I said, I, I went there to be an extra <laughs> and yeah. it ended up being more than that, but just being there was fun. Like just being there was, you know, interesting and, you know, like stimulated me more than what I do. <laughs> so, so I, I guess I kind of want to ask this, like, because uh director, what, you know, is kind of more of a background, I guess, kind of a thing to the creative process. Yeah. Or I, I guess for me, I always wanted to be in the foreground, uh-huh. uh, in front of the camera. So would you say you would probably more f- prefer like a background to the creative process? It's tough. Cause like I, I, the question I have for myself that I don't have the answer to still is, is the reason that I want a background position now because of my social anxiety has taken over to the mm. point where that seems preferable just cause it would be like less draining on me. Um, I don't know. I do know that I do want to be a part of the background regardless. Like it's, it's not a, it's not a either or situation when it comes to the background. It's that plus, you know, like maybe plus, but like, I definitely want to be a part of the creative process, which is mostly the background stuff, you know, especially when it comes to like film TV and stuff, you're, you're the one, well, with the team, you know, making, making it actually happen. And that's what I like doing. And even though like, you know, I've told you like my issues with management, it's because of corporate settings. I like managing. I like figuring things out. I like working with people. So like that applies, you know, on a film set, if you're a part of, you know, whether you're producing, directing or whatever, actually even just more specific roles, you could be, you know, if you're a part of costume you know, makeup, whatever these positions are, it's still a collaborative thing that you got to manage how you're going to fit into this greater whole or whatever. But that all sounds like stuff I would want to do. So I think, I think I do prefer that over being in the foreground, but honestly, I don't know if I'll ever know. Cause I don't know if I can push myself <laughs> to do that anymore. Mm. Cause I used to, you know, like I, when I wanted to be an actor, I didn't just say it. Like I was taking acting classes. I was doing all the plays and not just like school stuff. I was like, I was in a theater club, like outside we were, you know, we were, I was in a real theater thing outside of school. Um, that's cool. And it was great. It was great. And I did well, but I didn't have the level of like anxiety then that I have now, or at least I didn't feel it the same way. Like back then I used to get migraines all the time and they never knew why. And my theory now is that it was because of that like i didn't know how to deal with those feelings so then i just pain (laughs) Mm. you know um because as i started to like think more about like there's something wrong with me that started to go away like i haven't had a migraine in a long time now you know and i don't take anything so nice uh okay next question uh favorite genre of music slash favorite album rap and my favorite album is probably My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy by Kanye West. It's just perfect. And it goes so hard. And it was like, I mean, I know he's, I was, I was going to say it was when he was, no, he's crazier now, actually. But, um, but it was during a crazy time in his life where like 
before that point, everyone loved him. Then he was kind of already starting to go down the path he's on now. And he had that moment where he grabbed the mic from Taylor Swift and, no, oh, he's an asshole oh, yeah, and like yeah, all this yeah. stuff. So everything was kind of falling apart. He had a tour he was going to go on with Lady Gaga that got pulled. Like everything was just kind of like going the wrong way. So he just, his mindset wasn't, I'm not, it wasn't, I'm going to apologize for who I am. It was, I'm going to go so fucking hard. I'm going to make an album so fucking good that there's nothing you can say you're gonna listen to this shit and that was his mindset and he literally made like one of the best albums ever and i love that album still like yeah uh i guess for me uh i kind of got into music later on and i kind of don't give a shit what the genre is i just like care if i like it or not um for a long time, like high school, uh, there was like one band I listened to, Real Big Fish, Ska, um, and I guess, oh, oh crap, I forgot the name of the album they had, hold on. So Real Big Fish left their, um, uh, what's the term called, like, uh, publisher? Their, their label? Their label, yeah, they left their label. And so they went touring and they kind of like re-recorded all their old songs and it was called Our Live Album is Better Than Your Live Album. And it was, you know, recordings from uh, shows and stuff and they, you know, tweaked it in studio and it came with a DVD and uh, that was my favorite because it had all their songs. And then nowadays, like I can just... I can name off some stuff. I don't know what if they fall under like pop or indie or what, but I've listened to Younger Hunger, Wallows, um, uh, Noah Khan, uh, oh, Saint Motel. I've listened to a couple of their songs recently and I like them so far. But again, it's like I, I, I listen to songs. I don't necessarily listen to albums and I might like, like, one or two songs from a person, but I might hate the rest of their shit. Yeah. Um, just to pick it. Cause like, I, even though I had an answer, I am very much the same way. Like that I'm not super, or I wasn't super invested in music to begin with. And, um, yeah, you don't like albums now because albums don't really exist. You know, like That's even true. when they, an album's put out, it's just a playlist really. Like just, you know, songs that don't really go together just on an album for the most part. I mean, like people, you know, still do things, but a lot of things are, it's like about the single. What's the, what's going to get the most streams on Spotify? Like, you know, um, but I, yeah, I, lo I love pop. Like I'll listen, I'll listen to whatever is trending at the time, but I always find myself going back to like rap or if I'm going to re-listen, I'll like, like there'll be. You know, because rap is really popular right now, so there'll be you know one in the top ten or something. I'm like, oh, I gotta listen to that again or l find out more about that person. If I had to like say like now, mostly what I listen to, again, it's mostly pop, but like more, it's just me waiting for people that haven't put out <laughs> like stuff like Kendrick Lamar. He's a you know rapper. I don't know. Yeah, you probably. Um, but he hasn't put anything out in a while. He had the performance at the Super Bowl, and I was so hyped. I don't know if I knew he was going to be there. Like I knew all those old school, you know, like um, Snoop Dogg and Dre and Eminem were going to be there. But when he showed up, I don't think I knew that. 
Like maybe everyone did, else did, but he's obviously not like old school. <laughs> so like he's not he's of the, the current generation of rappers. Um, but that was I was hype. And uh, right now I've been listening to a lot of Chris Pierce <laughs> because he's a friend and I really like his music. You know, like first it was just to like help out whether it was like pre-ordering or showing support by getting you know putting a view onto a youtube music or whatever but i'm like i really like this so he's on my playlist i did a quick search to see what genre those people i just listed were and they all came up as alternative indie but so did real big fish so i don't know how well that google search did me so i don't know <laughs> i maybe indie rock ska kind of is my where i generally lean okay this next question comes from my sister danielle what is the easiest thing on your bucket list that you haven't completed i'm gonna need you to go first (laughs) okay so i i wrote this uh note here uh back in high school or maybe a little after high school and um I'm just going to read out the list, and I'll tell you which one's got uh, crossed off. I, James, my last name, will become a video game journalist. I, James, will one day go to E3. I, James, will build a gaming PC. I did that one. I did that one twice. Uh, I, James, will record a Let's Play. I did that one. I, James, will overcome the fears that are holding me back. No, that one's not crossed off. I mean, it's it's a work in progress, though, right? I guess. I mean, I mean, there's been times where you haven't even been able to do this because you're, you know, have so many things going on, like you know, that you have to deal with. So it's it's a work in progress. It probably always will be, though. That's the thing. Yeah. (laughs) You know. Uh, so I guess the easiest thing on this list is go to E3 now. Well, maybe not actually. E3 is kind of canceled. Um, but it is the easiest, unfortunately. Yeah. Or you got to make like a really shitty 2D game to be like, ah, I did it. Oh, uh, no, no. It's Game Journalist. Oh, I th- okay. Game Journalist. Well, I mean, we didn't really find success, but you technically did it. Sure. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I, yeah. I don't know. I I never like I wrote that just as a I think I was in a dark place and I was just like I need some hope. So I wrote down things I wanted to accomplish. Um I guess bucket list if I had to come up with something on the fly maybe go to Trinidad again. I went when when I was a kid. But um it was uh I didn't appreciate it because I was a child. Um and I don't remember too much about it. Uh, I just remember having to bathe in a steel, like, uh, tub with, like, a bucket of water. And that the house we visited, I don't think we stayed there, um, was on stilts. Okay. Um, and that's kind of all I remember. And me and my sister crying about not having (laughs) nice things. But apparently Trinidad, Tobago, um, the crime has been going up. So it's not like the safest place to go. I mean, sure. But I mean, I feel you could say the same thing about the United States though, right? Like the pandemic has not been kind to the world, you know? And and when things, times get rough, people commit more crime that, you know, that's just natural. Um, But 
Well, this was happening before the pandemic, but yeah. I know, but I, I mean, I don't know what the, I don't know the specific situation, but we like to make other countries sound worse than it actually is, you know? Um, well, here's the thing that cookbook I bought. Yeah. Um, again, the person is Trinidadian and, but, and they've talked to, and they've been to Trinidad and they even wrote in their thing going like, unfortunately, Trinidad has been getting, um, not the safest place to go. Yeah. If you stay in these certain areas though, you'll be fine. Okay. Just like, oh, okay. <laughs> so I don't have a bucket list of any kind like that I ever thought about, mostly because I hate thinking about death. <laughs> so even though this is supposed to be things that you will make you like satisfied by completing them, um, I'm like, I don't want to think about something I have to do before I die. Um, but I was actually going to go with something travel related to um, earlier. I mentioned, I want to go, you know, to Puerto Rico and like make it a regular thing, but that's not really it. Like I also want to just be able to go to other places, like as lame as it sounds, see the world. You know what I mean? Like I want to see these different places and different cultures and um, it's not any specific place. Like there's places of course that I want to go to, but I just want to have that experience of like, going around the world you know not like obviously all at once just like hit places up when i can and just that that would be something that i would want to do for sure like it would be disappointing (laughs) i don't know that i'll be thinking about it on my deathbed but it would be something that you know i really would want to have experienced yeah i think if there's anywhere in the world i would definitely want to go maybe japan and i think i told you about this like a long time ago but like you can like travel America in like trains and stuff and you can get like a certain kind of pass that lets you go take any train for like a month or two or something like that. Uh, so like travel America in a month or something. Um, problem is like those ideas are always like as my creative uh, ideas. I don't think I can do them by myself because I'm a coward and <laughs> I just don't have anyone to do that with. Uh, so my stepdad is actually traveling the world right now for a year. He's going to live in a different city every month. That's cool. It is cool. Like, I'm like, damn, man. And he's doing like video vlogs. And I mean, I'm with Michelle, so I can't just like abandon. But like, I also kind of was like, man, he should have invited me. Like, I would make those videos so much better. <laughs> That's, that's that was the thing I was thinking, um, but also earlier you gave like mem- your what little you remembered about being in Trinidad, and so I went to Puerto Rico um, as a kid too, and I only have two memories. One is we were on the beach, and like the most embarrassing thing ever. Um, oh god! <laughs> no, no, it's it's not. It's just I I hate it. Like I just I hated it then. I hate it now. Um, my dad convinced me that this snail could kill me. <laughs> and he started screaming at me that it was chasing me. So I start running around in circles, fucking crying, screaming at like the top of my lungs. I'm like four or, or something like that. And, and then he had my brother, who's not afraid of anything stupid like that, um, who's, you know, a little over a year younger than me pick it up and start chasing me with it. And Jesus Christ. And this is caught on video. 
Oh my god. And it's a nightmare. And and then on top of that, they put me in a speedo for God knows why. Like I'm not even in tr- <laughs> I'm not even in trunks. I'm in a speedo and it's I'm like, Jesus. <laughs> why? I don't know. Um well, okay. And then the other memory is that we were just walking around um really but you know you're on an island you're by the ocean the winds are strong sometimes and i looked very very worried because i thought i was going to fly away i was so skinny and small (laughs) and the wind was like pushing me and i really was like mom (laughs) like don't let the wind take me and my mom gets mad at me (laughs) because i guess she when the video picks it up like um she had already been talking to me so like i guess she was just kind of over it like she was just like god damn it like the wind's not gonna take you away but i i honestly still think to this day that you don't know that <laughs> like that's what i thought i thought that in the moment and i still think it like i was like i don't think you understand how lightweight i am right now and how hard these winds are hitting me like it was like taking like my calves were being like flexed just to stand like i always have to put that pressure into the ground but yeah, those are like the two things I remember is the wind could make me fly away and I was scared enough of a snail that I cried thinking that it could do something to me. And wind can be scary. I I was doing a walk around my neighborhood like <laughs> one day and there was just a lot of wind and I every time I took a step forward, the wind pushed my leg to the side. <laughs> it was trying to trip me up. So no, you know what? You were right. Yes. And then, I mean, you, so that was, was that up there? In Jer- no, this was in Jersey like a year ago. Yeah. No, but um, that's why I'm saying like, I had fears in Massachusetts too, but it was a combination of the wind and the slick ground. Cause it was during winter where, you know, it had that little bit of like ice uh, layer on oh. the floor. And I was like, I'm going to die today. Cause I'm not going to be able to like stop myself from sliding into the street and getting hit by a car. That's the way my brain works. No, it wasn't icy or anything like that. It was just, oof. Wind was strong. Wanted me to die. How close do you live to the ocean? Pretty close. Like, you know, it's a simple drive. Yeah. That's why. Um, Next question. This one is definitely for me, uh, because I think about this a lot. If you were to have kids, what would their names be? Have you ever thought about this? Michelle makes me. Oh, okay. Yeah, she has a running list on her phone. Um, so I actually, she's she's gonna be upset because I don't know, like I don't know the list. Like, but the thing is, she comes up with so many. I I know that I want um, like a combination of like our cultures influenced in the name. So like a Spanish name and a Gaelic middle name, or or reverse whatever. Right. Um, or Irish. I keep saying Gaelic. And no, but the thing is, they're specifically going to be Gaelic. Like the ones that she uses are gaelic names you know okay um so i can't think of any names like she's gonna be so mad when she hears this out of curiosity (laughs) uh would you if you had a son would you name him john no um but but i have warmed up to the irish version of sean oh uh, her father used to joke about it all the time saying, oh yeah, like if you have a boy, he's going to be Sean Torres, right? Sean Torres. And, but I was like, you know, I could kind of see it. He doesn't have to be a junior. It's not John directly, but it is, it does mean John. What, what are you, what are you going to say? 
I should probably bleep out your last name. Shit. <laughs> My bad. No, it's it's fine. I'll just I'll cut the audio out when you say your last name. I I honestly don't know if I care about that either. I'm just thinking about like if we're actually gonna. Do you listen to a podcast where you don't know the name? That's true. That's true. You know, it's kind of hard because people. The thing is also if you want to be like successful in podcasts, it's more than just the podcast, right? And people want to like know you, and it sucks, but it's like kind of a part of it, you know? Yeah. Um. But yeah, so. That's that's one name I remember now because you asked me that. Um, <laughs> I'm just going to stop trying to think of them. Maybe one will come to me, but yeah, go ahead. All right. So if I had a girl, I want her name to be Angel. Uh, if I had a boy, I want to go with Mace. If I had if I had twin girls, I wanted it to be Lilith and Eve. Uh, biblical. Yeah. <laughs> And twin boys, I would want um, Lucifer and Jesus. Maybe Jesus. I'm not sure. Don't do that. Don't do that. I mean, that's a lot for the one named Jesus, I guess. But, you know. No, it's a lot for both. You know, <laughs> they're going to have to deal with idiots. You know, I don't know. I, I, I think, like, I get, I get it. And, and, you know, you can be on top of that in terms of like when you're raising them, explaining to them why their names are their names. But at the same time, like they're still just going to be I kids. I think the Bible is funny. <laughs> but, but still, ultimately they're going to be kids having to yeah, yeah, that's true. deal with people. But, um, I, I, ironically, I didn't think of any of the uh, Gaelic names, but I know there's, um, like, first off, she has way more girl names than guy names, like boy names. Like the list for girl names is like a wall. Um, but like the Spanish names that she likes is like the pronunciation, the Spanish pronunciation for Iris, which is Edie. Like it's a oh. lot of people in my family, actually. Like I have a cousin named Edie. Um, Nereida was my dad's sister. She died, I think, before I was born. Um, but that's a nice name that she likes. I like, what's my, I'm, I have a cousin, Isamar. I like that name. So, yeah, but again, only can think of some of the Spanish ones and only the girl names, except for Sean, <laughs> which is like the least likely. It's just something that I've warmed up to since it's been said to me so many times. Uh, and I think if I had uh, twins that were like one male, one female, the male would be Ebb and the female would be Flo. Ebb and Flo. I don't really like that one either, but I needed to come up with one because I had one for every other contingency well okay <laughs> but i really like angel for a girl i think i would fight for that one and mace for a boy um i like it a lot but i can if i meet someone sensible i think they would stop me <laughs> but i as you as you know as you can see me i'm very ugly and i will probably oh, never have kids <laughs> Next question. Um, this one comes from our good friend Steve. Can you smell what the rock is cooking? I always imagine he would make uh, pancakes because he seems like a pancake man. I didn't take it as literally. I was like, I'm thinking like, well, I mean, he's cooking up another billion dollar movie somewhere. <laughs> 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 man, I, his level of success in film is insane. I mean, it's great. But like, 
he's one of the last true like stars. Like he's just in a movie and it's going to do numbers. You know, he, he mm. has a, a worldwide appeal. That's why, you know, like it's not like any specific place is just obsessed with him is everyone likes him. He's a very likable person. I recently watched Red Notice, I think it was called, on uh, Netflix. Uh, Netflix, yeah. It, it was good. It was okay. Yeah. I honestly can't think of what's the last thing I saw him in. Like, I don't know. Was it Jumanji? Probably Jumanji. Did you see his Jumanji movies? No, I, I have not, actually. You should. They're really fun. Oh, really? Okay. Oh, yeah. Especially the first one. I, I don't remember. I don't know if I saw the second one, actually. But yeah, watch the first Jumanji with him in it, and then watch the sequel if you want to. But the first one's really fun. Okay. Uh, I guess next question. Uh, this comes from my friend Jenna. She wrote, uh, she actually has two questions on here. The first one are, is, are you vaccinated? I am vaccinated, boosted. Same. Maybe double boosted from inhaling covid at my current job i don't know i haven't oh, tested geez. positive or anything but it's been it went around during that whole omicron you know also michelle got covid at one point oh, lived right. together so but i never tested positive yeah and i guess to just expand upon it um i got the j and j and then i got the moderna uh booster i got pfizer for the first two shots and then i actually got j and j for booster Oh, really? Yeah, it was what was available. And I was like, I was going to go on the trip to see my sister. Because this was like right when they, uh, you know, started allowing boosters. Um, Right. So I just wanted to be boosted before going to another state and getting on a plane and all that. Yeah, that's fair. And we encourage everyone out there to get vaccinated and boosted. Um, There's a lot of information out there. A lot of people scared and which is understandable. But it's best for all of us to be on the same page, uh, get herd immunity, and kill this fucking virus. I mean, can't second that enough. But the one thing I will say also is I feel like a lot of people don't realize how many people are already vaccinated. Like, you are definitely in the minority at this point not being vaccinated. Like, it's like 87% of adults have gotten their first shot, at least, or something. So, like... You're in the 13% of adults, you know, get it together. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And the second question from Jenna is, would you rather know when you're going, going to die or how you're going to die? And before we pick this, I think the obvious answer is neither, please. Oh, we have enough anxiety. No, for sure. But I, that's not why she asked that you know i know but i i think like legitimately if someone made that as be like made that offer i'd be like no 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 no, no, no but no but what if you had to choose one like that's, yeah i, I think know. that's more the i know that's yeah, how it's well played. then you know what the third option is just kill yourself right there on the spot and then you don't have to worry about it. <laughs> okay <laughs> i guess if i had to choose um I would rather know how I'm going to die uh, just because maybe I can prevent it because fuck fate. No, 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 no. And oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. So you think you're Kratos is what you're saying. I'm just saying I'm an atheist and fuck fate. And, but too, if I knew when I was going to die, I think that would be more anxiety as yeah, each you now know, you have a clock. day goes. Yeah. yeah. 
I have to. And agree. I don't think I would live my life to the fullest. I think I would turtle up and cry. I mean, my anxiety is enough that that's already what I do. So I guess it wouldn't be any different. <laughs> um, but yeah, the time would definitely make me feel much sicker every day until that yeah. moment, rather than just knowing how. Because the how might not even be bad. You know, you might it might be in your sleep, and. I mean, that could be because of age. It might not be because of age, but at least you're not going to know. If I'm not going to lie to you. If it was that, I would go get a sleep apnea test first, and then I I would still be terrified to go to sleep every night. Oh, no, I wouldn't be terrified because, I I mean, that's that's probably the best way to go out, no, in your sleep? Mm, In an orgy. Okay. I don't want to know I'm going to die no matter what the setting. Okay. Like, I don't want to know when that moment's happening. I just want it to be done. Uh, next question. Uh, favorite video game. Man, you know, it's funny because I I was telling you that Garrett said, you know, also video game or video game series. So I've had it in my mind, but it's so tough. Like there's so many games I love. I mean, I'm just going to name some of them real quick and maybe I can narrow it down as, you know, once you start talking or something, but obviously I love the Metal Gear Solid series. I love the Uncharted series. I love Mm -hmm. The Last of Us. I love Journey. Um, I love Demon's Souls and Bloodborne. Those are the ones like in my head right now. I love Super Mario Galaxy specifically. Like I'm not like the biggest like Mario all around, like just love every Mario game, but like Super Mario Galaxy was like so freaking good. Those are the ones that come to my mind just like right now. I think it's so easy for me to lean to like the more cinematic games because of my love for movies. And that's like kind of how I really mm. came back to video games. I've always played video games, but when I really like went hard, like, you know, playing constantly, it started in like the PS3 era and it was because of those cinematic. I mean, it was, first of all, it was because we started playing games together, but also oh, yeah. like the single player experience that I was getting from, you know, these cinematic games that, you know, it really draws me in. But as like time goes on, like I, I appreciate more games that are just games where I just can play them, you know, and that's why I love like Demon Souls, Bloodborne, um, Journey. Wordle, no, just kidding, but like, <laughs> um, I can't narrow it down, so I need you to just like take over. Well, you know? I, I kind of want to narrow you down on uh, two things. You kind of said the metal, Metal Gear Solid, and or Metal Gear and uh, Uncharted. Can you narrow that down to a specific game in each one in the franchise? Okay, um, I can. It's a little bit tough though. The first one that I want to say for Metal Gear Solid is Peace Walker, and that was on the PSP. Um, and that blew my freaking mind that he was able to make not only a Metal Gear Solid game, but a full, like, main entry level Metal Gear Solid game on a handheld. I can play this anywhere. It's so freaking good. But that one was actually the most about the gameplay up to that point for a Metal Gear Solid game. You know, you're not going to be watching hours of cutscenes on a PSP. I mean, I guess he could have done that because he's Hideo Kojima. He could do whatever he wants. But it was that... The, the game just played so well on there and then the co-op element was so good like he really made one of my favorite co-op games on there and i wish i played it more times with more people 
I think I only played it twice. Um, but it was the story was great, the gameplay was great, the co-op was great. It was just good, and it was standalone too. Like it fills in gaps in the Metal Gear Solid history, but you don't need to have played any of the other Metal Gear Solids to play this game. Right. So I would say that's my favorite, but I do want to mention Phantom Pain because actually, was that the name of the last one, or did it end up that was like the prequel prologue to the last one? I think Metal Gear Solid Five: Phantom Pain. I think was the main was the main release, right? I want to say because like I think like a lot of people at that time, I I don't really know if it's like changed since, but there was like a level of disappointment. Um, I think because it wasn't as cinematic and because it wasn't as much about the story, um, Mm. or at least it didn't feel like previous Metal Gear Solid games in that way. Like it it didn't feel as satisfying, I guess. Um from that standpoint but the gameplay was absolutely better than it had ever been and i could just play that game like i like just talking about it right now makes me want to re-download it and just go around there were so many different ways you could um, tackle any one mission and like it was just all the gadgets like i feel like in previous games there was a million gadgets but i always went down to like a couple but with this it was like really like i don't know what i want to use right now you know like right it was just so good I kind of wish that I wish that they made that game somehow a co-op game and then it would have been like the best version of Metal Gear Solid by far. Yeah, that that oh wow. That would be awesome. Great game. Um and then this what was it Uncharted, right? Yes. Um so this my answer now, you know, is not my answer that it used to be. You know, when Uncharted 4 came out, I might have been Uncharted out. Like, I might have just played too much Uncharted. I think I had just gone through, like, all of them again. Um, (laughs) And for whatever reason, I was also really into The Last of Us at the time. And, you know, it's it's a different vibe. Similar gameplay, but different vibe. Like, I mean, just in terms of controls, not, you know. Um, I just, it just wasn't what I wanted when it came out. So, at first, I was disappointed. But then, you know, you told me I was crazy when we talked about it sometime after that. And then I think like a, a year or two later or something, I ended up playing again and I was like, this is the best uncharted. So it is uncharted yeah. Four. I just think the thing is it really benefits from having played all the other ones. It is standalone, but to really get yeah, the okay. emotional impact, I think you have to have already invested time with those characters, even though they do a great job of setting up the stakes and letting you understand what's going on within the game. It's just watching those characters go through that story after everything that had happened hits harder you know um and then the gameplay is obviously the best it's ever been the graphic fidelity was unreal it's still unreal like you see it now and it's still like damn that came out that long ago you know like (laughs) it looks amazing so yeah uncharted 4 for the uncharted series i need to put uncharted 4 in my uh playstation 5 so i can buy the upres version yeah, uh, for like ten bucks, I think. Yeah, I did that already. I haven't played it, but I did that just to have it, and I'm ready to play it. Also, Lost Legacy is really good if you haven't played it. Yeah, I, that, that's the main reason I want to do it. Okay, just to play Lost. I'm Legacy. I'm excited for you to play that because I'm saying Uncharted Four, but there's a little voice in the back of my head that says, "Are you sure it's not Lost Legacy?" Because <laughs> I just loved spending that time with Chloe and Nadine. Like those are like. I was so happy they made a game with them, and it's a really good game. It really is. Well, I guess my favorite video games. <laughs> uh, I'm going to get three uh, for different reasons. 
Uh, first one I'm going to give to is Dwarf Fortress. I got sucked into that game. It, I think it opened up my like me liking uh, roguelikes and stuff like that. But and also like uh, simulation type games like the SimCity is the um, room world stuff like that because I really liked managing a fortress and just watching the interactions of all these ramble, uh, randomly uh, created worlds and people and dwarves and artifacts. It was just, it was fascinating. And it's this whole ASCII art kind of thing. And I think it also helps that I did a video back on YouTube called My Door Fortress Story um, that I think did pretty well. I remember being on a forum and seeing it be shared on there by some random person. I was like, what? Well, okay. <laughs> uh, and yeah, I don't know. There are some great stories from that game. Uh, the second game, I guess, would be um, Tales of Symphonia, which I might be pronouncing incorrectly. Uh, I have played that game like six or seven times. I picked it up on the PlayStation 3 just to have it. I love that game. I got it on the GameCube. I'm, I mostly played games like with friends and stuff at their homes and stuff like that. That was probably my first like JRPGs, play by myself, had a fantastic time kind of game. And yeah, maybe the story's a little generic, but also it's generic so they can put twists on it. So I don't know. I loved it. I loved it. <laughs> and the last game, as we mentioned before, Left 4 Dead 2. It's a beautiful game. It's perfect. Um, it's the perfect co it's the perfect cooperative game. Okay, so that's what I was gonna ask. What's your favorite co-op game? So Left 4 Dead 2 would be it. My favorite is Portal 2. And I absolutely understand why you would say that. I just, we had so much fun at all times. So like, I loved Left 4 Dead 1, obviously more than 2. But obviously there was things that was like upsetting at times. And I'm not just talking about when I would go crazy and make us go expert mode or something like that. Like, I just, I don't know. I, th there was, there was moments where, you know, I'd be mad at the game or, or what we did or something. Maybe it's our fault, whatever. But like in Portal 2, I just feel like that was just pure fun from beginning to end. I never remember like getting upset. I remember having fun solving the thing, whatever, you know, we had to get out of. And it was just, that was the best. I, I think about it like too much probably. Portal 2 was PlayStation 3, right? Yeah. But we also played it on computer, I think. Yeah. 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 We played it on PlayStation, but then I also played it again, or we did something where I was on my MacBook for whatever reason. Yeah, I think. Because oh, because it transferred the save files. So I think oh, it just okay, depend yeah. on certain situations, but I remember playing it on both. Uh, the thing is, I, I guess I would ask, what is, would you replay uh, Portal 2? Yes. Okay. Now the question is, how will I feel? Because I played it more than once back then. It's possible that I play it now, and you're right. You, you know, I'll say like, I'm not the biggest on Left 4 Dead 2, but Left 4 Dead in general was like more replayable. We played the hell out of that game, you know? Um, and Left 4 Dead 2 would be more in your mind, right? So maybe we play Portal 2 again now and I change my mind because I'm like, oh, you know, it's kind of like once you're over it, it's it's over, you know? 
I mean, has your girlfriend ever played it? Because if she you hasn't. played with your girlfriend, that might have been that might be more of a better experience because you if let's just say you and me played through it again, um, we'd be like, okay, it's probably not till the halfway mark until we realize we start getting stumped, you know? Yeah. I mean may maybe. I, I honestly don't remember specific puzzles or anything like that. Like it's been long enough for me. Maybe. But also <laughs> uh, I don't Peace know. Walker. Great co-op game. We played a little bit. We didn't play through the whole game, sadly. Um actually there's a game coming out called uh Rusty Lake the Past uh The Past Within, which is a purely cooperative game. And I think it's coming out on like Android, iOS, Microsoft, you know, the computer, uh, Mac, and Nintendo Switch. And I might send you a video later of people playing the demo, or we can try the demo if we have time. We never have time, though. Um, but that might be a fun, like, cooperative game to try between us. Like, one person is in the future, one person's in the past, and we have to communicate to solve puzzles and stuff. It, I don't know. It looks interesting. Uh, favorite Christmas movie? There's only one correct answer. I don't think I'm going to have the same answer as you. Let me hear your I answer. I don't know if we can be friends. The Muppets Christmas Carol. That's not my answer. Uh, I am looking for a new co-host for James <laughs> and John Try Podcasting. If your name is John, that would be preferable. <laughs> <laughs> but I will... We can also just legally change your name to John. So that's also, you know, we have options. So my answer is Nightmare Before Christmas. So, okay, one, never watched it. Two, are um, you kidding me? I knew this and you had the nerve to be so definitive on your take? <laughs> because it's correct. No, Nightmare Before Christmas yes. is. You need Isn't to watch that Nightmare more Before of a Christmas. Halloween movie. It's both. Oh. It's literally both. I would watch it every Halloween and every Christmas. It really is. I, I promise you, when you watch it, you'll be like, oh, okay. It really is. Okay, well, I know what our Christmas episode's going to be. You and I are going to watch Muppets Christmas Carol, the best Christmas movie. And it's a great movie. Your... Yeah. But Nightmare Before movie. Christmas is better. I'm glad we figured out Christmas episode. I'm really happy. It will... I'll write that down later. So, first of all, uh, Christmas Carol is one of the most iconic Christmas-themed plays and artwork. And then you have the fucking Muppets, which makes everything better. You don't have to also, convince me. You, you know we share a love for Muppets. Yes. And <laughs> also, I'm blanking on the actor's name, the, the one human actor in that movie. He plays really well with the Muppets. <laughs> Alfred Pennyworth? <laughs> I can't think of his real name right Michael Caine. There we S go, yes. Sir Michael Caine to you. <laughs> And yeah, you know, like, you know how all these, you know, uh, people with uh, CGI and stuff, they have a hard time acting with, uh, you know, fake things. Nah, it's a real world. It's he's, real. I mean, he's an amazing actor. He goes so hard in that movie. Also, the songs are great. They cut out a f the one of the best songs from that movie. Um, and I'm mad about it. 
Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen the original. Uh, but do you know what song that got cut out? No. So, um, when Scrooge is like in the past with his, you know, past self with his love interest that, you know, went, uh, you know what? You once loved me. They sang a song. Uh, I think it's called when love is gone and they cut that out. They had that in the movies, had it on the tape, but when they started putting it out on every, uh, afterwards, um, they just cut it out of the movie because they're like, well, this is a kid's show and kids don't care about a love ballad about how love has, you know, disappeared from their relationship. And it's terrible because it's, mm. apparently they found masters uh, with that has that original scene. And the I guess the creator or director of that movie was just like, yeah, no, hopefully they can put out a Blu-ray version or something of it uh, with that song intact. But they Disney has not said anything, you know. It's brilliant. It's the <laughs> best. You're wrong. No. Wait, 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 wait. Which one, which of these two movies makes more money every holiday season when they re-release it? I feel like that'll be your answer. Because I'm pretty sure it's Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, dare you how dare you how you know the fucking muppets went through a recession you knew they had to live on the fucking sesame street oh my gosh <laughs> as bums not until the heroic figure of what's his name when they made the muppets movie he was in how i met your mother Oh, um, yeah, but what does that have to do with re-releasing a classic? I'm just saying that the Muppets went into a recession. They were poor. What does that have to do with the already existing Muppets Christmas Carol movie? How dare you? Because there's only one Nightmare on Elm Street. There's not anything else that came after it. It's just the one, and they just Nightmare keep Before Christmas. My bad. What did I say? <laughs> Elm Street. Ooh, that's another great movie. Totally different movie. Different, yeah. Definitely don't watch that on Christmas. I mean, unless you want to I mean, scar some it. kids. You might have some fun. Yeah. I mean, I would watch it. I'm just saying like, yeah. So Nightmare Before Christmas. It's just the one and only. Perfect as it is. Actually, they thought about making a sequel at one point. Um, it's did just so good. Not? No, they didn't. I thought Definitely they did not. something like direct to video. Maybe no. not. Nope. Not Nightmare Before Christmas. I guess that's more of a that's more of a Disney Nightmare Before Christmas is not Disney, right? No. No. I okay. mean, did they buy it now? Do they own it now? They might probably. Be, uh, well, whatever. Um, the art style alone makes it like the best. <laughs> um, like what you were saying makes it great. Like where he's from a Halloween town and. Just having that, like, juxtaposed against the Christmas spirit that he's trying to have and what he, like, learns along the way. It's just great because I feel like it's a, like, okay, first off, just entertaining as hell for anyone. But as a kid's movie, it also teaches you lessons you need to know, right? Like, I know Christmas Carol does as well, but, like, Nightmare Before Christmas is kind of, like, about about accepting who you are, you know? And, like, doing the best with that. 
you know, like he doesn't have to be freaking Christmas. He doesn't have to be Santa Claus, you know, um, he, it's good enough to be him and, and he can do great with that. So like, I feel like that was just something that shaped me as a kid. Like, you know, the weird doesn't have to be weird. The weird is just different, you know? So, and then the songs slap. Songs are really good in the Christmas Carol as well. I think they're better in Nightmare Before Christmas, but <laughs> uh, Nightmare Before Christmas is on Disney Plus, uh-huh. so probably owned by Disney. Well, at this point, yeah, I just don't think originally it was a Disney movie. Probably you... not. Oh, production companies were Touchstone Pictures and Skellington Productions, and it was distributed by. Buena Vista Pictures distributor. Okay, so Buena Vista is Disney, but when, I guess, is the question. You know? The film has been uh, reissued by Walt Disney Pictures and was re-released annually in Disney Digital 3D. Yeah, so it looks like, no, that was technically Disney. It just wasn't under their brand of, you know, the Disney brand, but it was technically still a Disney movie. Under that umbrella, yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, we'll watch both movies. We'll have a good time with both movies. And then you'll learn which one's better, which is Nightmare Before Christmas. But you're wrong. We can anyway, move on. <laughs> have you been watching, reading, playing, or listening to anything interesting at the moment? I can go first. Um, go haven't been watching anything. I kind of want to watch um, Peacemaker. Oh, okay. Uh, so that's my answer. <laughs> good. Oh, that's what you've been watching? Is yeah, I just finished it. It's I'll get into it after you. Uh... Okay. Uh, reading, I finished a book called The Final Girl Support Group, which was really good. I liked it a lot. Uh, fun little uh, horror slasher kind of twist on everything. And I started up 1984 by George Orwell. So getting through that right now. Playing, I've been playing Control. Um, I got finished that, but I keep having a hard time sitting down and playing it and listening. Uh, uh, I I don't have any new podcasts or anything. So listening to next lander, uh, pretending to be people, stuff like that. Okay. So watching, um, yeah, I just finished watching peacemaker and I fucking loved it. Like, it's better than the movies. Like I, you know, like I really liked James Gunn's The Suicide Squad, mm-hmm. but Peacemaker is on another level. And I'm like, man, I, I kind of want James Gunn to do this for like different characters in The Suicide Squad, rather than just trying to force everything into a two hour movie. You know, right? It re- he really benefited from getting that expanded time. Like you really like care about the characters, and it's freaking crazy. Of course. Um, and hilarious just so funny um i don't i'm trying not to say anything because i want you to just watch it Um, but that was a really really good time i'm really happy they made that another thing i watched recently was um the kanye documentary on netflix that just came out it's called genius and it's spelled like j-e like the phonetic spelling j-e-e-n-y-u-h-s um okay and it's really good because it's not just about like, oh, he's so great. It's like it shows the the person who made it has been filming him since before he was famous. Oh, Jesus. So, yeah. So he has footage 
from when he was pretty much a nobody or just getting started all the way before he was even a rapper, like when he was just producing beats. So it's really like, oh, wow. it's, it's like inspiring, but also like crazy to see. Cause like he, there was a point in there where he plays like all falls down, which is one of my favorite Kanye songs in the studio. He's trying to get them to finally sign him as a, as a rapper. And that song is like perfection and they don't give a shit. He's playing it for them and rapping to them. And they just start like talking to other people and like ignoring him to his face. Jesus. Like, it's so fucked up. And then you can see his face and he looks like, so like, it's like heartbreaking, you know? And, and then, you know, then he ends up, you know, finally gaining, getting signed and getting success. And then you go through all that, but it doesn't just go to like, Oh man, you know, like, Oh, everything's great. No, it goes into his mental health issues that start, you know, I shouldn't say cropping up, but start getting exposed and then getting worse, you know, in, right. in that kind of lifestyle maybe. And, um, all the way up to like pretty much now, like it's from like the beginning of his career to right now. And, and it shows the ups and downs and it was just really great to watch and hard to watch at times too. Um, cause they really also like emphasize like how important his mother was to his life and her dying was like a big turning point for him. But like mm. when she dies in the documentary, it's just sad. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, damn. you know, you're, you kind of already know how this is going to go. Not only because you've seen him, but like, you know, how attached he was. Um, so that was great. It's a three part thing. I think each one is oh, like wow. a feature length. So it's probably like, like an eight and a half to nine hour thing total. Um, Jeez, okay. Yeah, it goes through. And it actually could have gone <laughs> through more because uh, he had a falling out at one point with the guy who was filming it. So there's like, oh. you know, it kind of like skips over time through like a quick montage using like public available footage to like you know catch you up right. um that was great as far as like listening really you know at work i just listen to like random things on youtube but like i guess if i like have been listening to things like multiple episodes of a podcast recently is like last stand which is a video game podcast and i've been listening to the shop which is actually one that LeBron started. Um, but it's not about like basketball. He brings in like all kinds of, you know, famous people from all different fields. And they just, it's called the shop because it's like a barbershop setting. And you know how like, yeah, you can just say what, like, I don't know what barbershops you've been to, but like if you go to, especially like a black owned barbershop, or like mm. a minority more so I, I mean like hispanic ones were like this too people were just talking shit shooting shit you know like just saying whatever they want it's kind of you know gets crazy there's there like they pointed out like when they were explaining it to one of the people they're like why is it called the shop whatever he's like because we just do whatever we want here we just you know that's that's the vibe you know you can say whatever you want no one's gonna judge you they just might they might push back on you but it's like it's just like a free-flowing environment there's always a guy who's there who's not even there to get a haircut like <laughs> you know um and that they were actually able to like recreate that vibe pretty well to an extent but obviously they're getting like really esteemed like people now so there's like still kind of like a structure to it like they got obama on there for oh, one wow. episode yeah um so that was really fun to watch I caught up. The new season's coming out soon. There's one more podcast that I was listening to. Oh, yeah. This one's more sports oriented. It's called All the Smoke. 
and it's run by two um former basketball players and when they were in the nba matt barnes and um steven no steven jackson what why am I forgetting his first name? Well, anyways, they, they were like kind of troublemakers in the league. And, you know, when you're the, the media always wants to get that soundbite out of you just in general when mm. you're like in that position. Right. But if you're one of those players, they try to paint you a certain way, too. Right. Like they're, they're, you're the bad guy. Right. Like that kind of thing. So they always hated the media. And the reason they decided to start this was because they wanted to, in their mind, show like something more real and then also bring in, bring on athletes to speak like unedited like this is your hour or whatever it's going to end up being to just speak and people can see the real you instead of it being cut down to one sentence or one phrase that you know whatever um so they still get really interesting conversations because it's when i say it's a sports podcast i just mean because it's by them and they bring in athletes but it's not about just like the sport like they're getting into these people's lives their upbringings like what their other as you know aspirations are stuff like that so it is interesting because like i have learned more about like these people than like you would think like there's a lot of people they have a lot of crazy interest i mean not, not crazy it's not crazy but they 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 are interested in a lot more things than just what they're doing which i mean that sounds like the most normal thing when you think <laughs> about it but you know athletes have to put so much time into that you know like every day right. it's not just the job of when the game is on it's like they have to be like working their bodies all the time eating right all the time like it seems like everything is about getting ready for that game and then you play the game and then you just got to do it all over again and you got to be in peak you know shape all the time so they go into that and like the stress like they've talked about the mental health aspect that is only just starting to get talked about and stuff like that um right. but that's been good as far as reading, man, I don't even remember the last time I read a book, to be honest. Like high school? No, I've I've well, I read more in college than I ever read in high school. Oh, like, by far. I forgot you're educated. <laughs> and then even after college, I was still reading for a bit there, but it's been a while since I got a book and just read it. I honestly don't remember what the last one is right now, but but yeah, that's what I was watching over the last i don't know month i would say what i've been watching uh oh one more sorry one more oh okay kimmy kimmy it's a movie on hbo max please watch it do you have hbo max yeah please write this down right now k-i-m-i yeah i had no idea what this movie was i didn't know anything about it it was a like a new release i clicked it first off it's a steven soderbergh film so i was like okay i'm gonna like this because i like him um but it's just so good it's i'm trying to how do i i'm trying to think is it's essentially like a um, kind of a murder mystery but not in like a fun way in that like it's uh, not typical i think i saw a trailer for this yeah so it's like a woman who's working from home during the pandemic and she like monitors like essentially what is that world's version of like alexa recordings that it, that the Alexa didn't understand, but it's called Kimmy right. in that world. So the Kimmy didn't understand it. So she's supposed to figure out what were they trying to say so that we can direct it to the correct answer. But then she overhears something that sounds like someone being hurt. She goes through the work of isolating that one sound. And it's like, yeah, this person was attacked and she's trying to figure out how to help this person. And she goes through all that, but she's dealing with anxiety that has only gotten worse because of the pandemic where she can't even go outside anymore. 
but it's oh, kind geez. of put in a situation where she needs to handle this herself or no one's going to help. And she's dealt with some things in the past that make her feel obligated in a way, having this knowledge and have, and knowing what her experience was to, to try and help in some way. So, you know, she goes through all that. It's very entertaining. It's a thriller. Um, and then, uh, and then it's really short, which I'm like, man, remember when movies used to just be an hour and a half and they did, they said what they had to say and they left, you know what I mean? Like, and right. it was just great. So it's like, it doesn't overstay its welcome. It's just, it's just a good movie. Beautifully shot. The colors are great. I was like, wow, this movie's just doing all the things that no one's doing right now. Cause like, you know, so many movies right now are like the, the we, people were complaining about this in video games a few years back. Everything's gray or brown. And you know what I mean? Like, I feel like movies are on that right now for a bit. Pretty, I mean, I should, I said for a bit, but really it's been like since the dark night and that's like 2008. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, but this is a colorful, well lit, <laughs> um, movie and, and yeah, just watch it, watch it, please. All right. Tell me what you think. Uh, this last question, maybe don't have to do it. Well, last question we have written down anyway, uh, anything you want to promote or share? Well, I mean, Chris Pierce. That's my guy right now. Um, yep. He's going to be a fucking pop star. <laughs> um, his social media handles is parts of Chris. And then his music is unavailable on every platform. And his name's Chris Pierce. So look him up. Uh, if you want something to listen to and you like actual play podcasts, pretending to be people is really good. I have started re-listening to them. They finished season one and they're going to do a season two. And yeah, I think they're really cool and funny. Oh, last thing. No, last thing. One more thing about Chris <laughs> is, okay. um, I don't know if you saw it recently or if I mentioned it, but, um, he's actually going to perform at a festival in oh. like a month and he's going to be performing on the same day as like Lil Wayne and Adam Lambert. So those are, two big names and yeah like he this might this might be it this might be the time nice um and and the people running the event must like him because when he when they called him you know he's thinking he's going to do like 15 minutes right they asked him if he could do 30 minutes then they called him back and they asked him they're asking him to do an hour now he's doing a oh, concert shit. you know what i mean this isn't just a quick yeah, performance I mean, this is a concert now and and yeah i just it's crazy fucking hey nice sunfest be there, people in Florida. Obviously, you can't be James. <laughs> well, that's good. I'm I'm happy for him. Uh, okay, so that's all the questions we have written down. I forgot to say this at the top of the show, but at the end of this episode, we are going to ask each other a question that we have to answer truthfully. I don't have a question. You don't have a <laughs> question? You, you never thought of one? <laughs> well, maybe I'll think of one based on whatever you end up asking me right now. Okay. I'm very curious because I feel like this got glossed over in the whole creating a podcast thing. I have asked you multiple times to do creative projects in the past. Right. And you've kind of, you know, shrugged it off, moved on. What the fuck made you decide to actually do the podcast? It's a couple of things. One thing is, um, I don't know. I just feel like I'm in a different place than I was in previous times when you asked me. You know, like I didn't want to put the energy into something that I like, I didn't wrap my mind around it in a way to care about it. 
at the time. You know what I mean? So I was just like, I just, I just can't do this. Like, that's how I felt, you know? Like I, I knew I could literally do it, but like, I was just like, I just felt like it was going to be taxing on me because I didn't want it enough, you know? And now I, I kind of wish we did it sooner, you know? Now I'm like, yo, we, you know, we had this whole pandemic. I don't mean like years ago. I mean like during this pandemic time, because I had so much more time, you know, and, and I had nothing to do and that would have been something to keep me structured and, you know, but then it's also for us to do something because like you said, we go through long times where we don't talk. Um, and I mean, like I regret it sometimes, but sometimes I'm like, you know, it is what it is. Like, you know, you, we have different lives, but being able to commit to this is like, it's time where we have to figure it out, you know? Um, so that's part of it. And right now I'm just trying to do more like, like I did go on Chris's music video and I'm trying to say yes to things that maybe I would get anxiety and hesitate and not do, you know? Um, because if I want to do what I ultimately want to do, I, I need to get over that. And, you know, and these are things that like add to it, you know, it's experience, um, still media, you know? Yeah. That's, that's pretty much it. Okay. Uh, okay. Good. Uh, and just, uh, because I, I, as you, I didn't say anything, but you reacted a little bit, uh, when I was like, when you said we should have done it sooner, um, uh, when the pandemic started, Yeah. now that I think about it, I don't know if I would have been able to do it, um, mm. at the time, um, you know, you lost your job at, you know, because yeah. of the pandemic, um, I didn't. My job actually became more stressful, more um, annoying in a lot of ways. And I had a very focused mindset on my job because I'm like, I need to save money. I need to move out. Um, that was my focus back then. Right. And I think if you actually did say, hey, let's do something, uh, I, I probably would have taken some time and then done it because, again, I like doing these things. Um, and I think that probably would have been healthy for me because now that I think about it, it's just like, I gave this job so much energy, so much, I, I thought about this job so much because I thought it was my way out. And as I'm going and going and growing, I'm learning, this is the most money I've ever made in my life. And it's still not enough for me to move out. Maybe like a year or two ago, it would have been good, but with everything going on. Yeah. Uh, like housing has gone up, rent has gone up. Um, it's just ridiculous. Yeah. So, but it probably would have been healthier for me to be like, okay, let's also focus on this thing that isn't my job. This thing I'm not, you know, putting my heart and soul on. <sighs> but yeah. Uh, my question Oh, 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 no, I have another. It, my question comes from a part of my answer that I didn't give. I was just thinking about it as you were talking, actually, is another thing is. I don't know how to say because, like, I feel like ready is not necessarily the word, but I get I'm just going to say it just to get myself talking. But it's like, essentially, I didn't think you were ready when we were trying to do stuff in the past either. Like, I didn't really know what we were doing. Do you get what I'm saying? I feel like now you're, you, you have more of a plan. You're more organized even than you were then. You have more experience. You're more a driving force than you were then. And, and, and not just in like, I want to do this, but like you actually can do it. Like 
maybe it's because you did all those YouTube videos. You have a, like a, a presence that I feel like you didn't have when we were trying to do these things. Like you weren't yourself to me all the time when we were like, and I was just like, well, what are we doing? And I mean, I know that's how you like learn to do it, but I felt like maybe I felt like uh, part of me was like, this isn't working. Like this isn't going to happen. Mm. The, you know what I mean? So I just didn't want to invest the time and it'd be for like, what, you know what I mean? But this time, like, Hey, I have different expectations and different goals. Like we talked about that early on. Um, but right. also I feel like you can do this. You know what I mean? Like, so I feel like I'm in this with someone who's can do it. You are way more capable than I am, you know, as far as like this, like making a podcast, like do it. I was actually, it's simple stuff. I know to an extent, but I was actually impressed right. when you had everything set up. Like when you like sent me like even just the link tree, like it's a simple thing, but just like having all the bases covered thinking of every little thing. And the reason why I say that is because when people ask me, I can say, Oh, here, here. And they're just like, wow. Well, wow. I'm like, yeah, James did it all. You know, James did it. You know, James, 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 he's on it. He's on it. He's serious. That's the thing. I feel like it's more than just the desire. You're putting the work in on a level that maybe wasn't there when we were like in high school, but that's fair because we were in high school <laughs> or get it just getting out of high school. Yeah. I, I mean, I definitely get what you mean, and I guess, yeah, I, I'm definitely more prepared. I'm definitely more ready. I'm more, you know, uh, conscious about, you know, again, our privacy, our security, or stuff like that. And I think that definitely comes with, well, so many people have done this. I'm learning from them mm -hmm. as well as trying to do stuff. It's just, um, I, I don't know. Like, yes, I'm more prepared now, and that's good, but. I would never be here if I never did anything. And I, I don't know, like you saying, like, um, didn't want to do it in the past because of that. I was just like, well, well partially it's just a, yeah, I, well, yeah, I, I guess I'm just going to focus on that because that's mm. what you said. <laughs> um, but it's also, it's just like, um, to learn, you have to do. Right. Um, which is kind of why I didn't really like school a lot of the times because, um, there were some classes, like I love my computer classes because you did, you did things. Um, other classes, it just felt like they wanted you to memorize. Um, and I, Hey, I didn't, I don't like memorizing, <laughs> but, um, I don't know. So, uh, I mean, I failed forward throughout everything, right. the YouTube, the, um, well, so doing TikTok right now. Like I'm not hitting any kind of fucking numbers on there, but. I'm putting up a video whenever I can and trying to fuck around. Yeah. So that leads into my question for you though, is that, I mean, I part, I know the answer to, to an extent, but it's just, okay. why did you allow yourself to stop so many times for such long periods of time? Because where would you be right now if you just kept going? You know what I mean? I guess this is for the audience more than it is for me, but Okay, um, I'm going to answer this by telling you a little story about how we got out of high school. Um, we re went through a recession, so getting a job was difficult. Mm -hmm. So there was a time I would keep putting in applications, and I would get nothing back. And that was depressing. So I would stop. Until, you know, my mom starts yelling at me to try doing it again. So doing YouTube 
doing things and not getting any kind of positive feedback, you know, maybe one nice person here and there were, you know, thank God for them. Um, but you know, it's kind of difficult to be doing something and not getting anything back from it or not feeling like you're getting back anything back from it or moving forward. That's the key, right? The feeling of getting back because uh, to me, my, I'm not to cut you off. Um, but my point is the reason why I'm like, Oh, this is different now is because you didn't not get anything. You got a lot. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like to me, you're totally different when it comes to this stuff than in the beginning. And that was from you doing it, but you can continue. Yeah. I mean, I definitely learned skills. I've, I've learned to be more comfortable in front of a camera more comfortable in front of a microphone, which is really funny because I, I always liked being in front of microphones and cameras, you know, I've never, uh, when I would stall on something, it was just to hit the start button. Mm-hmm. It was never like recording. Actually, a lot of times when I like spent days procrastinating, hitting that start button and I finally did it, I felt so fucking stupid because I enjoy doing this which is, you know, a thing. So, yeah, I mean, it was just, I wasn't getting anything back. No money, no following. Um, Even if I had, like, a small community of people who enjoyed what I did, who could give me um, honest criticism that isn't, you know, trolling, like, I could have maybe formed something. But also, it's very difficult to do something by yourself. Um, I'll, even YouTubers who you think, or Twitch streamers who you think are by themselves all the time, have they'll have a support group of like people doing editing or, um, who can do like the IT, the art, uh, all those other stuff. And when it's just you and you don't have money or you don't want to put money into something because you don't know if you're going to get anything back, like I... Did a lot of research for this podcast to be able to find a place where we can host for free, that we can maybe make money in the future if we choose to do so. Um, but everything we've done is for free, like the link tree. Um, yeah. So, and a podcast is just super fucking easier to do than everything else. Yeah. Like right now we're at two hours and 43 minutes. So this will probably be a three hour podcast that I have to edit down. <laughs> um, so that's probably about six hours editing at minimum. Um, which, you know, whatever. That's just how it is. Uh, and I don't mind editing. Sometimes I've actually enjoyed editing, which is funny. And to bring it back to like um, some stuff we said in the past, like me wanting to be in the forefront. Mm-hmm. Uh, if anything, I would absolutely hire an editor before anything else, just because I, I would like to just be pushing more content out. But now it's just like we do a thing and it's just like, okay, I need to set a weekend to now get everything ready to go. Um, I don't know. So, uh, I don't know if I answered the question. No, you did. I thought it was a great answer. Okay. But yeah. uh, So yeah, maybe I'm more ready now, but I would never be ready if I didn't do what I did before. And I had to take breaks because like I had to get a job. Like I saved up $10,000 when I worked at Walmart 
and my mom was planning to move to Jersey. So that was a good uh, time to just be like, okay, I'm going to quit my job so I can help sell the house, but also do stuff in my time. And it took forever to sell that house. And by the time we were in Jersey, I had no money left. Um, I didn't know that. I had some money. And then I kept procrastinating about getting a job because um, uh, I was, we were renting a place and my mom was like, oh, we're going to buy a place soon, blah, blah, blah. And she had problems getting a job because she fucked up the paperwork for her uh, license for things. So I, I was just like, well, I guess in my mind, the plan was we get a house, then I'll find a job. Um, and I had like a thousand dollars then. So, you know, I wasn't like, I mean, it's not a lot of money, like, let's be honest, but you know, for me to buy my own food and stuff, it was fine. And then finally it was just like, it's been a year and like half a year in this rental, get a fucking job. I'm like, uh, okay. <laughs> and then that market was shitty. Uh, by the way, if you uh, are looking for a job, always ask. How much hours are you going to be giving me? Because I did not ask that when I got a job at interview at Target. And I did a great job at that interview because they're like, oh, wow, you really know stuff because I worked at Walmart, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And then they gave me um, like 10 hours a week. The heck? Yeah. And, you know, they told me the pay. I made like $10 working at Walmart. So when they told me I would make $13, I was like, oh, my God, I'm not working overnight. Oh, my God, this is great, blah, blah, blah. And the economy was a different place back then as well. But um, then I found out like they were going to give me 10 hours, maybe 20 hours a week. But that's nothing. Yeah. That's absolutely nothing. And I was just like, so finally my mom worked at the place I work now and said, hey, just give this a try. It pays this much. Um, there's young people. Who knows? Maybe they'll meet a girlfriend. <laughs> uh, you know, mom stuff. And I did the job. I again, I don't like the job, but you know what? It's a lot better than working at Walmart. That went places. I don't know why it went there, but it did. James. Yeah. Oh, it looked like you froze for a second. That was not the question I expected, and it kind of really put a. I went, you motherfucker. These are like questions I've had to deal with while trying to fall asleep. You're doing this to me, okay? I mean, I, I have answers for them, and I think they're satisfactory answers, probably more than satisfactory, but they're not to me. Because you're right, I could be somewhere completely different if I did more. But that's just not how it went. Yeah, I mean, it applies to me, it applies to a lot of people. Yeah. Which is kind of, I guess, why I want to do a episode where we do like creative pursuits, like our us trying and what we learned and i'm very curious about you because i just remember um i remember you were working on a project with friends i don't know whatever became of that and don't tell me we'll mm -hmm. do that for the episode uh but i remember there was just a day where you were like you were in school and you were talking about like you know what i could be doing this on youtube i can be doing this this and this and i'm like yeah you should do that and you never did and I just, I, i'm just curious like why but again i guess that's for a different podcast i guess we'll end it here unless you want us to ask more questions to each other no they um 
Yeah, if we if we come up with another twenty questions, we'll do a part two one day or something. But I think yeah. we're good for here. Honestly, the questions we ask each other they can be twenty twenty like minutes each. Our answers. Yeah. Uh, but maybe we'll do that one day. So yeah, the, this is going to be the end of the podcast. Thank you for listening. Um, if you want more of our content, you can hit the link tree in the description that can bring you to our TikTok and. Uh, Instagram, which will have social clips to share with people. We also have a YouTube channel where we're trying to do uh, some YouTube content. There's behind the scenes of us creating the podcast because I am very meticulous and have to have a plan. Uh, and we plan this thing out for like a good month and a half before actually and recording tangents, something. Tangents that we go on. Yep. So there's a Boy Meets World tangent on there. Uh, the next one's going to be like multiple like side things. Me talking about being a fat piece of shit. Um, John talking about um, his ethnicities and me being a racist asshole. Uh, you know, stuff like that. It's fun. And uh, if you can maybe do us a little favor, get on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to this and write a review. Give us five stars or whatever you feel is appropriate for us. Five stars would be beneficial. This is kind of like Uber, you know? Anything less than five stars will fuck us. <laughs> and, you know, you can also give us some criticism. If you want to say, hey, James, you don't laugh enough at John's incredible jokes. You can write it there, you know? Give us five stars and say that. It's fine. <laughs> I hope he listens to this one now. That was actual feedback, but I got it in person rather than. <laughs> Again, I have the setup being a Discord and my recording on the bottom. I'm more of a smiler when you like say stuff, you know? Yeah. So I, I kind of have to make myself go, ha ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, you know, like, uh, yeah. So, yeah, if you enjoy this, you know, and we kind of mentioned it. The best way for us to keep doing this, give us, you know, give us some love Inter on the internet. Not like, yeah, don't be weird. Don't be weird. Uh, anything you want to add, John? No, I think I'm good. All right. Thank you all for watching and uh, have a great day.